The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. baby back what is happening everybody happy friday friday <laughs> what's up you, fellas you oh, missed his dog you missed us come on now you know why he's oh, happy because he's gonna have to see us for two days that's why he's happy exactly. <laughs> he was able to reload <laughs> i miss barrett so much i had him on my radio show last night not that i didn't miss you Terrence. i just miss barrett okay. so bad i understand the bond between you two it's okay it's all right hey hey, hey. so he texted me he said hey man you know would you mind jumping on the show around 10 o'clock at night and I put in, hey, remember me? <laughs> my name, name seems sounds familiar. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So uh, good to be hanging with you. I, I had fun. I, I so I went down and I hosted an event for one of our sponsors. You guys hear me talk about Razor Technology. Yeah, so yeah. we were down there. Uh, we're down in AC at Ocean at our at our favorite place, Ocean Casino oh, yeah. Resort. And uh, it was. I, I tell you, man, a lot of fans of the show, fellas. A lot of fan, yep. lot of people quoting our craziness and the and the weird stuff that we do, which tells me they know the show. So it was it was really good. really good. Yeah, bro. So, so did MC it? Did you just MC it, or did you have to ask answer questions about Razor technology? No, not about Razor. No, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. I'll give you a funny story. So it, it, it's it was a lot. It's you know they they do tech support and stuff like that. And, and frankly, a lot of it was way over my head. I was just sitting there like nodding, like yeah, this is this sounds awesome. I don't even know what I'm what I'm listening to. But anyway, yeah, yeah. But but what happens was it was a lot of like elaborate, you know, sort of like slide presentations and stuff that people were doing. Uh, you know, yeah. just to, right. No, so so what ends up happening is, um, one of the presenters goes up there, um, and his slide presentation isn't working. All right. There's something, something. Yeah. Some, something's going on. Right. So I could see this guy was just like, you know, like the sweat starts to come down. He doesn't know what to do. You know, he's up there in a room oh, no. of, I, I don't know, whatever, 200 people, something like that, whatever it was. So um, I'm like, I can't just let this dude hang here and just, you know, fry. Yeah, right? man. So I just ran up. I'm like, Hey, you know, I said, Hey, why don't you, why don't you grab a seat? We'll get this thing straightened out. I mean, in the meantime, let's open it up to questions. Let, let, let's, you know, Eagles and, you know, whatever. We just started talking sports and right. it, it turned out to be fun, man. It was, it turned out to be, they, they wanted to talk about the Eagles and, you know, Phillies and Sixers and all that, but they also wanted to talk about our crazy business that we work in. Right. So <laughs> it was a combination of both. So it was, it was fun. And so I did that. I sort of just ad lived that for like 15 minutes till they got this guy straightened out. So, but I was, so what I was doing was emceeing. I was going to, I introduced people. 
I, you know, talked about some people and gave some people some love who were doing just great stuff. And uh, the keynote speaker was our guy, Jaws. And uh, okay. I got to hang out okay. with Jaws. Yeah. Jaws is the best. Jaws' birthday, man. Jaws' birthday was yesterday. Yep. yep. I won't say yep. how old, but Jaws celebrated his birthday yesterday. And um, Jaws loves, our, uh, loves us. And he's like, whenever you need me. I got you. I'm like, all right, Jaws, hold hold you to that, my man. Yeah. So it was uh, it was good. It was a fun week, a fun couple of days. All good. good but I missed man. you guys, and I missed our our friends in the chat section, our friends streaming, our friends listening. I miss all you guys. So yeah, they uh, missed you too. Cause like, back. oh my goodness, these two are off the rails again. <laughs> you know, no, they, yeah, nobody to, you. nobody to stop the fun and try and dial you nope, back in. Nope, yeah. nope. Nobody could bring us back in, and, and we. <laughs> It was times, man, you know, it was times that, you know, it, it was crazy. We, we talked about everything. I mean, everything you asked, we talked about it. You know, so it, it was it was a great time. It was a great time. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear. No, but look, it's not like there is there isn't a shortage of things for us to kick around, man. Um, so a couple things. One, uh, let's start with this one, the news of today, right? So we all sort of were like, when's this going to happen? It's, when's the annual Lane Johnson restructuring coming? Uh, so eventually it came down today and the way this works is guys. So they've extended him now through the 2026 season. Okay. He got a 33.4, uh, extension, 30 million of which is guaranteed. But what that allows the Eagles to do is sort of spread it out a little bit better. So they were originally going to take a $24 million cap hit this year, just for lane. They lowered that down to 14 now. So they basically knocked 10 off of his cap hit which gives them a lot more flexibility uh, to be able to maneuver and do what you got to do. Natural thought is, does this mean Jalen Hurts is, is, is coming? Is this the, some of the moves they're starting to do, or is this just, Hey, we, we need help other areas and we're going to use the money there. Anyway, I, I'm glad to see it. And we know Lane's always up for this. No question. I mean, it, it helps the player out. It, it gives them more upfront money. Number one, more guaranteed money. Like right now he's guaranteed for what? 30 million uh, in, in, in yes. uh, 26. Yes. Uh, is that what it is in 26 it's 30 million or is it just 30 million um i don't know uh i, I could check that well i know all i know is it's a lot of money a boatload of money coming in at the beginning of his um this year so he'll get a signing bonus and that's what the player wants a signing yeah. bonus and a little more because you you'll <clears throat> at least you're gonna get be guaranteed some money right now yeah right why not i get it up front give it give it to me man yeah give you know? it to me. I, I refer to it as funny money you know, because even though it looks like one thing on paper, how he, how we will find a way to move it around later. Now, Lane's going to get his money, no question about that. Um, but what we see today isn't always the case of what it is and what you you lay it out. Howie's the best of the best when it comes to that stuff, man. You yeah. Know? Um, but you know, kudos to Lane. Lane always talked about. And he's told me and he said it a number on this um, on this format that he wants to play at least two more years. Right. So this is extending him like for a third year. So yeah, this goes 2023, four, five, six. That's four more years. So four more years. And right now, uh, Mr. Lane is, is, where is he here? He's 32. So we're looking at 36 possibly for Lane to play. And Hmm. considering what he has done, even if there is a slight drop off, with Lane somewhere, still going to be one of the best of the best of what he does. Yeah, no, no question about no that. No question about no question. And he deservedly so. I, Lane is my dude, man. He's my guy. But, it's, it, you know, we talk about 
all these older guys that are signing. These aren't charitable cases that they're giving money out to these guys and giving them contracts for nothing. These guys can generally play. Brandon Graham had yep. double-digit sacks last year. Yep. Fletcher Cox played pretty well last year. Um, going into this year, he is the number one defensive tackle we have in the locker room. Um, we have a top five corner in Darius Slay. Well, Slay. We got top five mm-hmm. corner Slay. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're signing mm-hmm. guys off the JX Award that can't play. <laughs> These guys can play. Mm-hmm. We signed back the best center in football. Right. So to think we're just being, you know, charitable givers of, of money. No, it's not the case. They, yeah. they, they've earned the right to get the contracts that they've given. Give no, them, you're you know. right, B. You're right. And Howie, Howie said, look, I may have made that mistake after the Super, after Super Bowl 52 with some of those guys, but the, you can't question the level that these dudes played at last year. Exactly. No. Kelsey Lane, you know, and, and I know maybe people wanted a little bit less for Fletcher Cox, but Fletcher Cox can still play. And especially when you lose Hargrave, you need him to be back. You need a you stabilizing force. You know? well, here's my only concern with Fletcher. Did, did Fletcher play well on his own or was it a byproduct of Javon Hargrave being next to him? Yeah. Now, I'm not, saying, there. I'm not saying Fletcher can't play, yeah. but we've all agreed in unison across the board. And I'm, when I say in unison, not us, but observers in our business across the board, that we've seen a decline in Fletcher's overall play in terms of consistency. Mm-hmm. He had the luxury of having a dude that was just as good as him. Um, oh. You know what I'm saying? Next to him. Now, you got to rely on – yes, yes, Mr. Brooks. No, I was, I'm waiting for I just wanted to let you know. I'm, I'm going to say something after you say it. Oh, okay. Um, now he has to kind of groom Jordan Davis. Um, count on Milton Williams. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft another D tackle in the draft. Um, so he has to carry, I think, the brunt of the trench warfare. And that's not to say Davis or Milton can't play because Milton has played has played well. But now Fletcher has a little bit more of the onus on him because the $84 million man Hargrave is not there anymore. Mm. Uh, well, it's twofold, though. Okay. One, 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 you know, one guy, one guy scratches his back and then, you know, Fletcher yep. Cox get his back scratched. Right. Because on running downs, he took a lot off Hargrave. Hargrave yep. is not a good run defender. He's a damn good pass. And he's not real interested yeah. in defending the run either. I, right. I, I'm, again, I'm not killing a guy, but he and that wasn't Fletcher, his. That's what the, Fletcher created that penetration, which made him yeah. a lot less than earnest on him and him getting double teamed because of Fletcher Cox was just a bear in the run. First or second down, that was with Fletcher's downs. Mm-hmm. Third down was Hargrave's down. So it's not like, you know, it, it was tit for tat as far as who. And, you know, Fletcher could still light it up in the pass rush also. Right. So it's really what you want to look at. Um, as far as who gave what during what downs, right? You know what I'm saying. So yeah. I mean, I, I, Fletch is a is a is, is a baller, man. Yeah, he's yeah. Look, he's back, and that, and that's th- th- there's a lot of positives here. Uh, there's certainly a long way to go. One of the things we're going to get into, we have Davis and Garrow coming up at 12:30. With Davis, you know, just the whole drafting for need versus best player available, and what direction they're going to go, and all that kind of stuff. We will we will dig into that um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, good news. I think this is this could be the precursor to, to maybe uh, Jalen Hurts getting done, but we'll see what happens. So Lane extended the other the other this one is not good, and and I think we're, you guys may have still been on the air when this went down yesterday. Was uh, was Reese Hoskins? You 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 know Barrett yeah, yeah. and Derek from covering sports as long non contact 
Dude goes yeah. down like that. Yeah. Man, it's bad news. Yeah, it's it did, it, it happened. Yeah, it did happen uh, while we were on the air. And yeah. uh, you know, we were watching Twitter obviously to get some updates. But at that time, obviously, nobody's gonna give you anything definitive because you have to do the MRIs and all the testing. But you know, we in watching Twitter, man, it was blowing up in terms of hey, it looked bad, yada yada yada. He was, you know, looks like he was in excruciating pain and you hate to see that happen, man. Because, you do, man. You do. Um, especially a guy like him. You know, he had a decent year. He was inconsistent, but he had some clutch hits. Did. You know, uh, no question about it. He was as responsible as anybody for helping that team go as far as they went. You, you hate to see it happen now. He's losing a whole year. Yeah. Um, and he's a free agent, Derek. And he's he may a free never play agent. A game. He may never play a game again for the Phillies. Exactly. It's very possible. Exactly. That's a tough way to go out, man. And I know, man. With a team like that. Very it really tough. is. You know, I, I hate I hate that this young man is going through that, man. Cause it's, it's but it's the nature of sports, yeah. and it happens all the time. And you know, this this is crazy because he's interviewing for a lot of other teams. You know, he's in a lamed up contract, yep. number one. You know, what I'm saying so. He was, he was playing less, you know, in all actuality, a prove it deal, yeah, as opposed to anything. Um, man, my prayers go up to to Reese. You know, what I'm saying and. Yeah, you know, I hope things go on. Good know, guy too. Well for him, yeah, man. for what it's worth, just a just a really good dude. Like well, does a lot for the community, and he's a, he's a nice dude. It sucks. Well, let me ask you too. You two are baseball guys. What do you do? I mean, you put Hall there. You stick Hall there. I, I think they're going to. Dave Dabrowski said today, and I and I I agree with this line of thinking. I think they want to to give the job, not not necessarily give it to him, but I think they they want to give Hall the first shot. See what he can do. If he can hit lefties, I think he just stays there. If he starts struggling with lefties, then you have to figure something out, some kind of platoon thing where you go with Hall against righties, and then maybe you could throw Bohm over there potentially. And who plays and third then? Sosa. You put Sosa third. With Sosa. Okay. But I think Bohm basically settled in as the season went on. He struggled yeah. early on playing third base, but he settled in nicely. You know, hopefully they're not moving him around. I mean, teams do it. Yeah, you know, you're right there. Around, you know, let you know that dude just be locked in. Just let him locked in well, where see, he that's is. The problem. Now. You know, I thought I thought he was locked in as a third baseman. I Period. think that's where he should be, and I mm-hmm. think Derek Hall can carry the load. But Rob's right. You know, he's got to get more. You know, looks at left-handed pitching, but I do think he has the makeup. I mean, the dude can hit it a ton. Yeah. You know, and the only Draw. way you know now now that now that he is the guy until further notice, according to Dombrowski. You know, give him all the reps he's going to get. Give give him every rep. You know, you know, you like to back off your vets a little bit in spring training, especially when you're getting close to the start of regular season. But get this dude up to speed. And anytime, and I would say anytime they're facing any left-handed pitcher, I don't care if it's a, a pitcher from the Z League. You know, a pitcher you know that's not going to make it to the majors, but a left-handed pitcher. Right. Put Hall in there. Let him get his cuts. And then let's sit there and analyze. What does he do? Is it an uppercut? Is it an overswing? Is there a hitch in his swing? Whatever the case may be that he does against left-handed pitching, that could be a problem. Get and those get those little things fixed out right he, now. He's with know? a really good hitting coach, too. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll talk to Ben Davis about this at one. But, yeah, he I, that's the thing, Derek. I think he's he's in an ideal situation, too, because he's he, especially when Harper comes back, there's going to be really good pieces around him. Yep. You got Trey Turner. You got Real Muto. You know, you got Boehm, who I think is – you know, kind of figuring it out. It's you're not asking the kid to do a ton. It's and you know he's got to be himself. You can't you can't replicate exactly what Reese Hoskins did. So we'll see. Um, but that is that's a tough break, man. And then the the worry for me is you lose Hoskins now. You got a couple arm injuries too with Suarez and with Painter, and we'll we'll see if they're able to overcome that because believe it or not, we're six days away from opening day. 
Just crazy. What is the word on Painter? So he shut down until April, Barrett, and then they're gonna then they're gonna ramp him back up and see how everything is. Uh, so so I, I'm Suarez right now they're in kind of a holding pattern because he had a setback. So he's just they're just resting him right now. They don't know where that stands. So the good thing about the early portion of the baseball schedule is you have built-in days off, like a good amount of them for like rain and bad weather and stuff. So you're able to like skip starts if you have to. So you won't really necessarily have to rely too heavily on a fifth starter early. So you could just go with I think what here they've already named Aaron Nola the, the opening day starter. So I think you go Nola Wheeler, uh, Taiwan Walker moves up, and then you go uh, Bailey Falter, and then you figure out that fifth spot. That's that's the direction they're going to go. Uh, is my best guess. Well, they didn't uh, really yeah. play with a fifth spot last year, did they? Yeah, it, it was like a, a lot of times they had to go with like bullpen games and stuff like that, which yeah, is that's also had bullpen yeah. games of what they what they yep. specialize in for the most part. You know, they I mean. Thompson, he, he that's what he he enjoyed doing it, man. He, and th- I thought he was pretty good at you know governing that also. Yeah, he know, did a good job it. with that he, right. in the playoffs and in, in the regular season. By the way, let's say hi to everybody. Uh, Mama Brooks checking in. What's up, Mama Brooks? Mom's is she with you guys? Is she staying? Yeah, she's downstairs right now making bread. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Mama Brooks checking in, and and uh, to all of my friends in the in the chat room, I missed you. All right. I missed you guys. I missed you. It's good to see everybody uh, out there and uh, hanging out with us. And we will field some questions from you guys a little bit later, too. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett, let me ask you this real quick, dude. Because um, when mom comes in, everything that Barrett, Barrett told us yesterday that he's he's on his diet. OK. OK. So when mom comes in, everything's out of the window because you can't say no to mom's home cooking. Okay. I'm trying to make my mom sit down and not cook. OK, but you <laughs> know, she's going right now. So if she's making she, bread. She, see, and you're gonna eat the bread, right? No. You're not gonna eat it. No. No. N- none of it? Get no. out of here. You're not gonna I'll have taste any. A little bit of it. Yeah, I'll taste see, a little bit of it. Okay. <laughs> but right. no, but I mean, what I'm saying, I'm on a diet. I mean, usually I sit down and have a whole loaf. Of, you know, I'll just oh. put stick a butter down and bread down, and okay. I just go ahead and okay. eat the whole thing by okay. myself. I got you. So, so you're just, just gonna have a slice here or there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just saying. Well, you can't, it's hard to say no to mom's cooking. It's monitoring what you're doing. Okay, yeah. so what's harder, having a slice or two, or just going cold turkey and nothing? Because the, the slice or two leads Ooh. to what more, man? Yep. You do, man. You do want more, man. But I, I I'm, I'm getting back into it, man. I'm getting, I'm getting into, you know, saying push, doing pushaways now. You know, push away from the table. <laughs> push away, man. Okay. So, you know, I'm, in, I'm, I'm focused, man. I'm focused. All right. I like it. I like it. I like. It. Oh, oh, by the way, we got to give you some some love here. Your Kansas State Wildcats Ooh. are in the Elite Eight, man. That game last night. Okay, so let's talk about this kid, Marquise uh, Noel. What a performance by this guy! Unbelievable, man. Twenty points. Gunner, he had nineteen assists, which is an NCAA tournament single game record. That's and crazy. The, the sickest pass you'll ever see is That's the lob crazy. that he threw. And that whole thing was a setup. You guys saw it, right? So he's 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 dribbling up and trying to get a play from the coach, and he's giving him like now you know. one of these deals. And the coach is going, blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden it was just zip, and it was t- a total setup, man, for a reverse alley oop jam. It was awesome. It was awesome. Bro, he he started the game out that way, bro, with an alley oop, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. you knew it was gonna be something the way they started the game out. You know, he he's I mean, a tough his, kid. That kid's it, tough, man, bro. He reminds me so much of of, of, of of another Wildcat, Jalen Brunson. 
Yes. Doesn't he have that type of game? Yeah, he's got that. He's Field general that. sees yes. where things are yeah, happening. He's in you know? command the whole time. Backcourt, yeah. you know what I mean? He knows where, you know, where guys are going to be at, man. Passes yeah. down low. He's good, he man. Reminds me a lot of that, you know, that that Jalen Brunson S type of player, bro. Yep. Now he's been awesome. And they're so they're in the uh they they'll take on Florida Atlantic, who is a nine seed who had never won an NCAA tournament in, in their history, in a game in their in their history, Florida Atlantic. So those two teams are taking on it. That's the great thing about the tournament. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here with an Elite Eight with Kansas State and, Flo- and Florida Atlantic University? Bro, well, that's, I what, no I, that's what I told you Monday. That, yep. that, that's what I love most about the NCAA tournament. You don't have to have a team in a tournament to appreciate the tournament. Everybody who watches the tournament, if you don't have in, they latch onto a Cinderella team. Yep, Florida Atlantic is a Cinderella team. Nobody picked K State to get to the Elite Eight. Okay, and you look at whether, and I still don't believe both Houston um, and Alabama are going to get to the Final Four. I really don't. Wow. Um, I, I just think it's so wide open this year. I think this year, and I think I said this last week. I think this year is as wide open as the tournament has ever been. Yes. Um, when you look at the, the parity across the league. Yeah, it's just amazing. And, and like I'm, I'm, I'm rooting big time for Florida Atlantic, and I don't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. I've never known anybody to go there. Um, but it's just what a great stuff. These kids are fearless, man. Yeah, their man. mindset is just, you know what? Nobody expects us to do it. Let's just go out and prove everybody wrong, man. Yep. Because right, everything no, we get is gravy from this point on. Right, and it's starting to be like the one and duns are, are, are the school where the you know you have the prominent one and duns aren't doing as well as the school. They have guys to come in and play three years. You know what I mean? They just, you know, they they more the, the teams are more together. They look like they're more controlled, and 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 you know the game is controlled by these older guys on the field. You know what I'm saying? You can see the difference in their age when you got you know these teams that go out there and play. So I, I mean, I love it, man. I love it. I love the yeah. fact that you can have a team where you don't have as much talent as the one and done teams, but yet yep. they can compete with them because they play more organized brand of basketball yep yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll get into the, to the games later uh today tonight uh including by the way villanova women play this afternoon they're in the sweet 16 they play miami uh coming up they've had an unbelievable run they've the, the the in my opinion the best player in the country in maddie segrest so uh nova women a little bit later hey i wanted to throw Ooh. this out there too oh my boy uh, um i don't know if it's gonna happen but at two o'clock, we might have former Eagle Todd Pinkston, who is now the running back coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And you know, Todd, Todd's a great dude. He's driving right. He says he's driving right now. He says, but I'll try. I said, dude, do like a lot of our guests pull over into a rest area, parking lot, or something, yeah. you know, to, to join. So, and I said that's 90 minutes from now. So we're gonna see. But Todd. You know, Todd's a great dude. Um, you know, career ended abruptly because of an Achilles injury. He's been coaching at various levels. And to be honest, I never thought he would be uh, in the NFL. When you think about coach players that, that – that do you think they would make good coaches in it? I thought maybe, okay, high school, college for him. You know, something comfortable for him. But now he's with the big boys. Yeah, good you know, for so, him. Okay. Uh, so, as, as you guys watch me looking down, it's because we're texting back and forth. So, I'm trying to see if I can get him on for us at, at like two. He's awesome. in the Midwest somewhere. I don't know if he's in Mississippi or Kansas City, but he's at least an hour behind us. You know how that goes. 
we're on Eastern time. That means you're an hour behind. Oh, us, I'm you know? telling you, like <laughs> yeah. you have to be so clear with guests. You're like, we're Eastern time zone, meaning for you, it's this time. That's right, what I always right. do with guests. Right, always. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah that's, so. that's funny. Uh, oh, and, and our, our girl fitness rebel is in Ireland. Ireland. Yes. yes. She saw her. So she's, she, isn't she drink, bringing us back some trinkets? Yeah. I don't know, man, but she she landed in Dublin. Uh, well, I think they're either five or six hours ahead of us, so somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I saw her tweet out that she that she had landed in Dublin, so she she's in for a good time. I can tell you that, man. It, it is a it's a fun country. You've been you've been there? Yeah, I did. I did a trip where we went from Dublin to the north of Ireland, which is Belfast, okay. in like a week. And I had 48 Philadelphia sports fans on, on the trip with me. And I hosted. Wow, I yeah. did a – every morning we would do like a, a Q&A thing. Uh, it was fun, man. It was a lot did, of fun. Did you get to see a lot of uh, uh, the country? Because when you do trips like that, everything is so rapid fire you know, and it's so regimented and everything's structured by time. Mm-hmm. Did you really get to enjoy the ambiance of the country? Yeah. It, yeah, I did. It was good. Like they, we, I think we got two or three days when we landed in Dublin just to be in Dublin, but yeah. And, and we, we made it a point like all the little towns we, we took our time in and we had a great tour guide. That's the key to the whole thing too, is you got a good tour guide, man, you're good to go. But it was, it was fun. Uh, but yeah, so she'll have a good time. I wanted to throw this in there before we before we get a timeout, and we uh, were joined by uh, Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia in a minute. Our guy Steve Coates, Coatsy, who we all know, uh, is retiring after 43 years with the Flyers organization, what? both in the front what? office and as a broadcaster, either on TV or on radio. Coatsy is hanging him up. Coatsy is a as as loyal a Flyers guy as there is. No I question mean, about it. Yeah, and, and a great dude, man. Just a great dude. Yeah, I will dude. say this about Coasty. When I first got to Philadelphia in uh, 97, he was one of the first guys that came out of his way to introduce himself. Obviously, we had a relationship with the team. And his personality and his energy, even when he just stands there and talks to you about nothing, mm-hmm. is the same energy that he exhibits yep. when he's on a broadcast. I've never met anybody. like I'm like, dude, does your battery ever run out? <laughs> you know, And he's, he's such a great dude. And, you know, we're good for him. You know, he's, 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 he's done what he could do. And it's time for him to enjoy the fruits of his labor, man. He's been loyal to that organization. The organization has been extremely loyal to him and and good for him. Good, good time for him to ride off into the sunset and enjoy his days. Yeah, absolutely. And and a more fun guy you will never find on the road. I will just tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Get after it, man. I won't mention anything about that. Uh, I can attest to that one. Uh, (laughs) I've, I've seen it firsthand. In Buffalo. Yes. Playoffs. Yes. That's all I'll say. I was with him in Toronto, man. Whoa. All right. <laughs> okay. So when we come back, Dave's and Garrow, we'll talk to him about the Lane Johnson extension. Uh, and then at one o'clock, Ben Davis. Two o'clock, maybe Todd Pinkston. So you don't want to go anywhere, man. We got we got a lot in store today, a lot to get into. We haven't even scratched the surface yet, that's for sure. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're sports day sports YouTube, huh? Yes. Hi. YouTube channel. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza. It's Friday, man. Friday's a pizza day. Okay. You know that. So I got the place that you need to go. And it's Bravo Pizza in Havertown. I have literally been going there since I was a little kid. It's family owned since 1985. Alex and his crew, they're open seven days a week. And, and the great thing is all of their food 
is fresh. And by the way, you're going to see in a second what I'm talking about. But all their food is fresh, homemade daily, not sitting under some heat lamp. Bravo offers 20 different styles of pizza daily. They also have slices. They have pies to go. I love the upside down. That's my favorite. That's the one I'll be getting a little bit later tonight. That's for sure. Uh, But you name it, they'll make it. And you could also, again, you want to call up or pop in there and get something specialized that maybe, you know, even beyond the 20, they will do that. But they don't just have pizza. They get fresh pasta. They have sandwiches. They have wraps. They have wings. They have salads. And it's all awesome. Bravo Pizza is fully committed to the community, too. They have fundraisers for charities, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to these organizations. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown for daily specials, promotions, you name it. The address, 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3800. 610-446-3800. All right, you just heard me talk about it. Check it out. Here is Bravo Pizza in action. Welcome to Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Come in, guys. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, We got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. 
here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. back yes we are sports take on this friday hope you're doing well that's derek that's barrett i'm rob uh thrilled always thrilled to have our next guest on does an amazing job covering the eagles for nbc sports philadelphia you can follow him on twitter at d zangaro nbcs also has the eagle eye podcast with ruben frank dave what's going on man how you doing hey guys how you doing good and you bro Dave, we're good. First question I have is, did, did your mind work the same? I hope it didn't work the same way as mine, because then you'd have real problems. <laughs> did, did you think at least that when you heard the lane extension that maybe this means Hertz is pretty close, or is it just to free up room for, for other maneuvers they need, still need to make? I wouldn't read into that too much. Like Ultimately, it'll, it'll give them some flexibility to do that deal and have yeah. space for other things, but uh, Lane wasn't going to play this year on the the deal the way it was structured because of the cap hit. We're talking about, you know, you looked at the Eagles cap situation going into this offseason, and there were two contracts you knew could not be there the way they were, and it was because of the cap hit. That was Darius Slay and Lane Johnson. Slay's cap hit was over $26 million. Slay's was over twenty four. Like, that's not the way the Eagles – do business they don't like to have those big chunks for guys when they can avoid it um i i initially thought this was going to be a, a flat restructure for lane you know you kind of you give him that a bulk of his uh base salary and a signing bonus you prorate it and, and you alleviate the cap that's kind of what they did here but they also gave him a pay bump they gave him some guaranteed money it, it well deserved for Lane Johnson, it basically like you look at it, it's a four-year deal worth eighty million, thirty million of that's guaranteed. So really, the next two years of this contract are guaranteed. He's going to be thirty-three by the time this next season begins. But I mean, if there's one guy we haven't seen an ounce 
of depreciation, it's Lane Johnson. I mean, he's been so good recently. Yeah. So you oh, feel yeah. okay question. about this. No question. Dave, do you think people are a little bit too anxious when it comes to this Jalen Hurts thing? I think it's going to be a slow, meticulous thing. It's going to get done eventually in its right time. But I think people are too anxious in terms of get them done, get them done now, get them done now. Because the team doesn't have to get it done now. They don't. Uh, it behooves them to get it done sooner yes. rather than later. I mean, the price tag isn't going down <laughs> for Jalen Hurts. And I think there's like there's a little bit of a rush in some sense because you have the other two quarterbacks who are eligible for contracts this offseason, yeah. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I think that it would make sense for Howie to try to get this Hurts deal done before those two deals. It's going to be a massive number no matter what. I mean, I don't think anyone's questioning that. We're talking, what, 47 to 50 million, maybe over that per year. Uh, but you want to get in before Herbert and Burrow because that becomes the new floor. You want to set the floor. You don't want to have to go over top of it. So I think there's a little bit of a rush there. And unlike Herbert and Burrow, there is no fifth-year option for mm-hmm. Hurts. He's entering the final year. So, yeah, you want to get it done. Uh, I think uh, I was listening to Joe Banner speak with um, my colleague, John Clark on his podcast. And I thought Joe Banner brought up a very good point that um, both sides know it's going to be massive in terms of average per year. We just mentioned it's probably going to be around 50 per year. The years is the difference right now. The Eagles are going to try to get as many years as they can and Hertz wisely should try to limit it to, you know, three years or whatever it is in terms of an extension, because the, the salary cap is going to rise rapidly once this new TV money comes in. And I, I the Eagle, that's why the Eagles, you want to get this done this offseason because the price tag isn't going down. We're looking at, you know, that Patrick Mahomes deal, by the end of that thing, he's going to be getting paid relative peanuts. Yep. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's a great deal oh. for the Chiefs. It really <clears throat> is. Because, I mean, Joe Banner even said it, and I agree with him, like the quarterback salaries in the next five years – these guys who we're talking about now is like forty-five to fifty million dollar quarterbacks yeah. are going to be getting paid seventy to seventy-five million. Like it's going to rise rapidly. So uh, the difference between, say, a five-year extension and a three-year extension for Jalen Hurts is pretty big uh, in in terms of actual money going to him, which is why the Eagles uh, would want to get a longer-term deal. If, if Hurts gets a three-year deal, he can continues to play really well. He can hit that negotiating table in his prime after the TV money. And that's a big difference in money. You don't think trust me, trust like me, that Mahomes deal, that Mahomes deal, he won't see the end of that deal. That yeah, deal that'll, that'll get redone. Big time. You know, I'm sorry, Barrett. No, I'm just saying, I mean, you're looking at that, the style of play factor into um where this money is, because I mean, you're talking about I think it's a double edged sword when you talk about how you divvy out the years, you know, years being all right, he's you know He's a versatile quarterback. He can run. And, you know, they tend to say that running quarterbacks don't usually have the same tenure as guys that, you know, are drop back quarterback as type of players. Um, how do you find that fine line if you're Jalen Hurts and if you were the Eagles? Yeah, it's an interesting question for Hurts because, and, and you know, <clears throat> it, if he's going to fight and if his agent's going to fight for a shorter term deal because they want to hit the negotiating table again, I think it, it has to be in their mind. Now, he's not thinking about that. He's thinking, I play the way I play. I'm a really good player. It doesn't matter. But it's something in the back of everyone's mind. It's like this guy, uh, he he plays the position in a style that 
leaves him open for some extra hits, and he has struggled at times to stay healthy. The last two Decembers, he's been hurt, and I don't think that's lost on anyone. Um, but I, I do think he does a relatively good job of protecting himself. Um, there are moments where he'll put his head down, and you wonder about the cumulative effect of that. Uh, but he's still so young that you hope you at least have like five years of him in his prime coming. Uh, you never know. I mean, you see Cam Newton right now doesn't have a job and he, he's not the same guy he once was. And, and Cam's bigger and he took these hits. I mean, different style of play a little bit, but uh, I think you worry about that. Yeah, sure. Dave, let me ask you. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk since the CJ Gardner Johnson stuff came down in, in the deal numbers are, are out 6.5 base 1.5 uh in incentives we could probably likely get him to eight um how surprised are you that he's not an eagle when you see that number that he got from the lions yeah i, I don't know if the number surprises like makes me surprised anymore i think it these two sides just weren't going to figure it out and i think it's a shame because i i I look at it and I think the Eagles would be a better team with him and he'd be in a better position, whether it was this deal or the initial deal he was offered, he'd be in a better spot with the Eagles. So uh, I think it was just a case of misreading the market if, if you're CJ's camp. And I don't think he's alone in that. I mean, I misread the market. I, I thought he was going to get paid a lot more than this. Mm -hmm. The difference is I didn't have a client depending on <laughs> me reading the market. Uh, and, and look, give Howie credit. He read the market right, but in the process, they didn't get the player either. So uh, reading the market's great, but when you lose the player, like what does it really matter? Uh, it's a shame because I, I thought that he made sense to make him a priority. And I understand all the moves the Eagles have made this off season, but he was the one free agent that I thought you want to sign to a long-term deal. Yeah. Because, because of age, right? Age. I mean, Every other player they signed uh, – so the other two guys they signed to long-term deals were, I mean, really just Slay and Bradbury. They're three-year deals, <coughs> basically be two-year deals. If I had to ask you, do you think those guys will be playing their best football in that third year? You'd probably no. say no, just no. By, given the yeah. age. I mean, Slay's be 35, Bradbury's be 33. You'd probably say no, those guys won't be playing their best football at the end of that contract. But with C.J., He's 25 coming off his first year at safety. There's some projection involved, sure, but I feel pretty confident saying his best football would be in the third year of that deal, given the experience he'd be 28 at that point. So that's why I think it hurts, because you didn't have many opportunities to accomplish both tasks here, to make the team better in 2023 and in the future. And he was the one guy that I thought, man, that's why he should have been a priority. Maybe he was, and I, I think he was, but the two sides were just so far apart. Dave, you're surprised that Bradbury came back on a pretty favorable contract for the Eagles when you consider so many teams are looking for that that upper echelon cornerback out there. I thought the numbers would be much higher than what, what he settled for here. I'll tell you what. The, what might be more surprising than the safety market this mm -hmm. offseason was the cornerback market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, defensive backs in general didn't get paid what I, we expected them to get paid. So, and, and like for safety, I, I think the valuation of the position varies, right? Like, yeah. uh, and it's it's le a less valuable position historically than corner. Seeing the corners not get paid 
that was a little more surprising. We were living in this world where we were worried about the safety market, but the corner markets would allowed James Bradbury to come back. And once the Eagles didn't figure it out with CJ, that's where the money went. And we've seen them do that before when uh, they they kind of have to pivot in free agency when one deal isn't there. They go, well, well we got to spend this yep. on something. And Bradbury made a lot of sense. Uh, it is a pretty favorable deal for the Eagles. It really comes down to a two-year, $18 million contract, which mm. for a guy who played as well as he did last year, is that's <laughs> not bad. Uh, and, and the Slade deal is really a two-year deal, too, worth like $23 million. So uh, getting both of those guys under contract for the next two seasons, look, maybe they'll decline enough that you, know, you say, hey, that wasn't worth it, but they're going for it. They have – a roster that should compete right now. They have the best quarterback in the conference by a country mile. I mean, there's no one else even close. So you go for it, and that's what they're doing. Well, when you look at that, though, does that take them out the race for these really good corners in this draft? I mean, this is a, one of the better corner drafts I've seen. Uh, you know, Gonzalez, you know, uh, Witherspoon. You've got guys that can come in and, and play now. I know they did it back in the day when they when they had two good corners and Bobby Taylor and you know those guys, but you think that would take them off the market or are they just gonna go with the trenches anyways? You know, it's a foregone conclusion they're going with the trenches. <laughs> well, look, I don't think it takes them out of it at all, and it shouldn't. I, I, I think the the way that smart teams use free agency is to fill the holes. Because the last thing you want is to go into a draft saying, We need this position. That's when you end up with Marcus Smith. Right. Like that's where you reach and you say, well, we got to get this position and it puts you in a really bad spot. So um, that's the way I look at like, especially a, a deal like Nicholas Morrow. Right. He's not very good, but he started some games and it, it kind of takes away this glaring hole that now you don't feel the need. Like, we, oh, we got to get a linebacker in, in the draft. Not that they'd use a first rounder on one, but that's the idea is you fill you plug holes in free agency. So uh, I don't think it crosses cornerback off the list. Now they haven't drafted one in the first round since 2002. So lead on those guys. You know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a yeah. long time, but I agree with you. There are good players and it goes beyond the top three. And I know you mentioned uh, Witherspoon, uh, Gonzalez and Porter. It goes beyond that. There will be really good players, whether it's Banks uh, from Maryland or Cam Smith from South Carolina. There are other good corners that you could probably get at that number 30 pick, or if you want to have a modest trade down, like out of the first round into the second round. I think there'll be good corners there. Uh, and I, I don't think bringing back Slay and and Bradbury prohibits you from doing that. It shouldn't. I mean, you, you shouldn't not draft someone because you have an aging vet in front of them. I think that's bad business. And we saw last year they drafted Cam Jurgens with Jason Kelsey in place. So right. I, I don't think the Eagles think that way either. Dave, if I had to put you on the spot and say that the position they need most help, where would you say? Uh, and this is not taking into account positional importance. It's safety. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they have four safeties on, under contract. It's and, and their starters are Reed Blankenship and Kayvon Wallace. Close. I mean, linebacker's not much better. Yeah. Uh, but man, safety right now, they, they aside from needing at least one starter, they need bodies. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. They need they need some guys to just fight for roster spots. And that's what Justin Evans is. He's a, a body to fight for a roster spot. Now you have 
Avante Maddox, who has played safety before, and he did a little bit last year. You have Josiah Scott, who cross-trained at safety last year too, but you need safeties. You need just guys who are safeties. They play safety. They're going to compete for a safety job, or they're going to be a starter. And I, I, they are not done at that position. They can't be. Yeah, they can't be done at that. But uh, there's so many guys out there that in a position of need, not even a first rounder that you really draft at the safety position, you know? So that's where I'm at. You know, I, I know they won't draft the guy in the, in the um, first round at safety. No. There's not even a guy that's quality enough to draft the number one. Branch the is the one guy who could be a first round safety this year. Well, I'm, I'm saying mid, mid, mid rounder. He's a mid rounder. Yeah, we're like second round pick. Like that wouldn't shock me drafting okay. one in the second round. Third round, they had the 94th overall pick. I think that would be a decent spot to grab one. Hey, Dave, would you toy with the notion of bringing Rodney McLeod back? He said on the NFL Network the other day, on uh, a good morning football, rather, that he would not mind finishing out his career. I mean, he had a great year. He was third on the team on the Colts last year in tackles. Um, he bounced back nicely from that ACL injury. He would be a great <clears throat> veteran stabilizing force in the back end. I don't know. He was never the fastest safety out there, but he was one of the smartest safeties out there. Would you toy with that, with that notion? Get him at a bargain basement price, probably. Yeah, it's funny. Last year, the Colts, they really didn't want to start Rodney. Right. He, But he forced their hand. They, they had younger players they wanted to play, and Rodney was too good. They needed to play him. And then he ended up having one of the better seasons of his career. They, yeah. they really liked him in Indy. Uh, they're not going to bring him back there, I wouldn't assume, because they have these young players they want to play. Uh I would, yeah, I would absolutely entertain that. Now, I wouldn't entertain it as a starter. Right. Uh, I, I don't think you can rely on an aging Rodney McLeod and just fill it that way. But if you're talking about like a, a third safety, that old Corey Graham role, uh, Sean Desai in Chicago did run some three safety looks. Like, I would entertain that. I think he'd be a really good depth player. Uh, and it would be cheap, but I, I don't think it can just be, hey, Rodney's back. He's the starter. We're ready for week one. I, I wouldn't be on board with that. But as a you wouldn't. bring him in, throw him in the mix, third safety role, yeah, for sure. Uh, but come on, man. You got Kayvon Wallace and Reed Blankenship. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, people are really acting like Reed Blankenship is the second coming or something. Exactly. Like he's like he's like he's Malcolm Jenkins or maybe the dog, you know. I do he's think a- he has starting potential. Like, I think he can be a quality starter. The funny thing is, like as much as I'm still bullish on N'Kobe Dean, we've seen more of Reed Blankenship than we have N'Kobe. True. Right. Right. True. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if he just turns out to be a depth guy, special teams, or or more. Uh, Reed. It's a, to be determined right now. They certainly. You're right. That's an area they are light. All right. The the other big name with the Adam Schefter report yesterday was Ezekiel Elliott, and he's down to three teams supposedly: the Eagles the Bengals and the Jets. The Jets uh, yeah. Are you buying it, Dave? And would you buy into him as an Eagle? Yeah. Uh, this is the way <laughs> I put it on Eagle Eye yesterday. Uh, the three women I'd like to date are Margot Robbie, Angelina uh, Jolie, and Megan yeah. Fox. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that's his list, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. To me. I think you have a shot, by the way, with at least one of them. I'm Thanks. just, I, just I got you. Um, it doesn't make sense. He's yeah, no. a declining player who Dallas used up. 
Yeah. He's the oldest 27 year old. Like he's 27 going on 56. Yeah. And this is why it's like, man, the position's just brutal. Like he's 27 years old and we're talking about him. Like he should be thrown in the trash heap. He was a really good player, you know? Um, and you don't bring in Rashad Penny if you're going to go out and even toy at the notion of bringing Zeke in. You don't bring Penny in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think Zeke would be expensive, but like, no. Well, I I don't see. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. And the thing, some argument, the argument from some is, oh, he's so good at the goal line. Well, you got a quarterback who's so good at the goal line. Yeah, the, the quarterback and the tush push line, is, right? is sticking around for at least another year. So. You know, to me, yeah. just, and like Boston's really good at the goal line. Drill. Yep. Rashad Penny's not bad at the goal line. No, yeah, he's like, not. It, yeah, I, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, even like, yeah, I just I don't get it. It feels more like it's coming from his side than it is. Yeah, you know, it takes two to tangle, and it feels you like this generate side. buzz, man. Generate buzz. Hey, yeah, that's what yeah. they get paid to do, right? Right. Hey, hey, Dave, this team lost its top five tacklers on defense, on a defense that was suspect in tackling anyway. Uh, You know, when you look going forward, uh, overhauling the coaching staff, you're going to have a lot of new components to that defense. Is there an area that you see that could get exposed? You know, we talk about you've got two potential Pro Bowl corners. You've got, you know, you, you got Reddick on the outside. BG's coming back. Cox is coming back, but you're missing other pieces of the equation that made the, the, the sum of the whole that much better as a whole unit. Do you think there's an, an element that could get exposed outside of what we've been talking about, the safety spot? I mean, middle of the field. Okay. And like, really, like, I don't just mean the middle of the field. I mean, like, it's straight up and down. Like, you lost Javon Hargrave, you lost both safeties, you lost both linebackers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the middle of the field. I mean, yeah, so uh, a lot of this is going to be like, all right, who do they have to replace him? Um, Fletcher Cox coming back. I know people are going to groan about the money. Kind of the going rate. And once Javon wasn't coming back, made makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Milton Williams is going to need to step up. I like Milton. I thought yep. he, he played really well last year after he got past his injuries. Now yep. he's a starter. So you, you need more from Milton. You need more from Jordan Davis, certainly. Uh, who look who was playing really well before he suffered that high ankle sprain last year and then was never really the same. I thought he started to play better toward the end of the year, but both of those guys are now starters, which means you lost depth there. Mm-hmm. You have to replace that depth somehow. Right now, your backups are Tui Pelotu, um, Marlon, um, yeah, Marvin Wilson. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, so you need some depth there. I, I could see them drafting high at defensive tackle. And then linebacker, N'Kobe Dean's going to be a, a important piece of this defense. Yeah. I, I'd expect he's going to be your Mike linebacker. I like N'Kobe, but I uh, haven't seen him play. And if it's N'Kobe Dean and Morrow, you're under side. They're, they're like safeties, man. Bro, Besides, that's what I was saying. I've been saying it's wrong. You don't have – those are little bodies out there. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> you, you do worry about tackling and, and you worry about, okay, well maybe the safeties will clean it up. Well, <laughs> you got what safety yeah. and chip and cave on Wallace. So yeah, that that's the concerning part is the middle of this defense. That's the scariest thing in the world, man. When you think about what our two starting safeties are like, I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. Cave Wallace, he did step up a little bit, you know, when, when they asked him to, at that third safety position, you know, you can say what you want to say, but he came in, was very, very good towards the end of the season. Make some plays. Yeah, but 
do we have a starter right now? And, you know, I mean, just like you said, like Davion Taylor, he was, they cut him, brought him back, put him on practice squad. Nobody wanted him. They cut him and nobody wanted him. Right. So that's just shows you, you know, one thing. Uh, Sean Bradley, special teams guru. Can he play linebacker in the league? When he did play, he used to overrun plays. Wasn't very instinctual. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? Safety position, I just I just don't know, man. You I mean, mentioned Christian Ellis, though, who – Christian Ellis played pretty well when they gave I don't know. Game. We'll see. I, like, I think he's going to have a chance in camp to <clears throat> earn a spot. And if look, if they don't bring anyone else in, like, there's a job open. Yep. It, there's no guarantee it's me tomorrow. Like, you right. bring it in. It's a – I just got a glance at the contract today. It's nothing. It's – I mean, they can cut him tomorrow mm-hmm. with, with almost no repercussions. So – um. Yeah, I th- that's an open job, and they might not be done there. I don't. I, I certainly don't think they're done at safety. And, and there are, to me, there are more intriguing options at safety on the free agent market still. Yeah. Um. Whether it's Amos or yep. whoever else, like there are guys out there. I know they brought in Keanu Neal, which is funny. They they brought in Keanu Neal for a visit because they need safeties and linebackers. And Howie's like, I know a guy who can do both. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> he also he also helped win them a Super Bowl, Dave. Let, let, let's be real knee, about Keanu. Neal. Right knee of Keanu Neal. Exactly. Well, um, uh, let me ask you this then: When you look at the offensive line, everybody's saying you know Cam Jurgens is just going to be penciled in at that right guard position. Is that really the case? I mean, you got. Sewell Pater, Jack Driscoll. I mean, it, I, I think there's going to be a healthy relationship, a uh, healthy um, competitive nature with that right guard position. But I, at this point, I still don't see a swing tackle either. Well, I, I think Jurgens is the front runner for that right guard spot. They don't want him sitting another year. They really like him internally. They think he's a good player. Uh, he's He might be undersized overall. When you look at guards, but he's about the same size as Samalo. Really, is the same size as Samalo. Yep. Yeah, hey, not, he, not has to, long, he has long arms, so like I, I think he projects okay as a guard. Not, not to cut you guys off, but Barrett, I mentioned it. Uh, Barrett and I did a segment where I asked about certain players at certain positions. Ian Rappaport just reported Eagles are signing Terrell Edmonds from Pittsburgh for safety. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, he was so, one of the, the free agents who was out there that, yeah. that made sense. I thought yeah. he was going back. I thought he was going to go back to the Steelers. That's a huge sign. Now, so now that's, we have a seventy-five safety. starts. That's seventy-five yeah, that's starts a, over. He's here. a starter, first rounder, former first rounder. Yep. Yeah, coming off a good year. first rounder. Yep. We have a started safety. So, all right, we have. There you go. We have that. We're good. There you go. I told you that was a that was a the Smitty's boy. You know, Avante Smith's boy. But that the the one thing you can never do is make any kind of pronouncements with Howie now. You gotta have patience because he is a guy who will work later into the offseason, even into into camp. Yes, we know will. that in, into preseason games, uh, if you will. So uh, that's a good sign. That's interesting, Dave. Listen, man, we appreciate a couple minutes, brother. Appreciate we, you, Dave. Thanks All for right. hopping on. Keep up Take the good care, work guys. at NBC later, Sports bro. All right, see ya. Uh, Take care. That's Dave Spadaro or D- Dave Zengaro. Uh, all right, let's go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dave Zengaro. Let me. Hey, dude. You know what? Come now that you said that, we need to get we need to get Spuds, spuds? on here. We'll get one Spuds day. on. We gotta yeah, we'll get Spuds on, man. We can make that happen. I, I, I'll, I'll get Spuds on for us. Maybe next week. I'll I'll reach out to him. Oh, uh, man. Let's sneak in a quickie here, and we, we come back. Ben Davis is going to join us. We got to talk about the uh, the Reese Hoskins situation. We're six days away from the open uh, of baseball. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk to Big Ben. When we come back, Derek, Barrett, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now, I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to find 
and knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very difficult thing. And I found the right person, and that's Jim Murray in Principal Financial Group. And I want to let you know about him too, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you try to get your employee benefits set up. You're not really sure how to go about it. That's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. back we are sports day jacob sports youtube network let's hit that like button friends if we could joining us right now we continue with the great guests another uh from the staple of nbc sports philadelphia does an amazing job both as an analyst for the games as well as in studio uh and he is ben davis and ben joining us right now what's happening ben how are you good guys i'm doing well 
doing well. First of all, I just want to say I want to thank you for not blowing me up on Twitter this week. Usually, he blows me up on Twitter at least once a month. So, Derek, I would know. never do that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Derek, I would never do that. <laughs> I see a lot of potential in you, Derek. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ben, so uh, um, I know you, you called – I believe you called the game with Scott yesterday. And, yes. And, um, you know, and you know as an athlete, as, as well as anybody else, you see those non-contacts, man, and you're just like, oof. Maybe they dodged a bullet, but it didn't look good, and we found out they did not dodge the bullet. And Reese Hoskins tears his ACL, likely done for the season, will have surgery. Um, just your first reaction to what Reese means to this team. We know there's some flaws there, but what he actually means for this team, Ben. Well – you look at what he does in the clubhouse, uh, in the community. He is—he's been that guy since he since he got here. Um, he's been a guy that's—he's always a team first guy. Whether he goes zero for four or four for four, he's really the same guy. Uh, at least he is with us every day. He's—he's um, he's a tremendous guy. He's a leader. He's a team leader in that clubhouse. Um, you know, and his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, he's a guy that that produces a lot. Yes, he is streaky. No, he's not the best first baseman, but he gets the job done. It's—it's um, it's a very this is a big loss for the Phillies a huge loss and when he went down yesterday you just had that feeling that something's not right um it is one of those non-contact injuries like you're talking about Rob with the you know like you see in soccer or football and the way he immediately got off that foot and landed on his right side just to, to spare himself you knew something was bad um you know obviously I'm not a doctor but you knew something was was something really wrong there so ben, so ben take us through what happened you know when you hear non-contact drill obviously we don't get to see it you're you're there what happened what was he doing that led to this well first of all it was it was i mean it was a routine play it was just a two hopper to him yeah. and he really retreated on it tried to take a jab step and then he took another one and then he it went off his first baseman's mitt the ball ended up being behind him he turned around and went to go to his to his right so he's pushing off with his left leg and it just buckled and ah. it just, um, you know, he immediately like kind of jumped, leapt in the air and landed on his right side just to take some fresh pressure and stress off that left leg. And um, he was down. He was in a lot of pain and ended up having to cart him off. Um, you know, it was it was a, it's a devastating injury. And, and, you know, most likely we'll probably miss the whole year. Um, and again, that's these are tough shoes to fill. Yeah. And the tough thing is it. You know, it's possible it's the last game he played as a Philly, Ben. He's, he's a free agent at the end of the year. You know, there yeah, was no well, guarantees that, he was going mean, to be back. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, for him personally, it's probably not ideal because, you know, he's he's going to miss the whole year. He's not going to be able to put up numbers. And But I think there there definitely will be a suitor out there for him. Um, I mean, the numbers don't lie. I mean, you look yeah. at the numbers. 30, uh, 80. Streaky, yeah. But the guy's going to hit you 30 home runs every year and drive in 85 runs. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the bottom line. And I think there will definitely be a suitor for him. Well, you know, we were just talking about it, you know, and to me, it just makes a lot of sense for Hall to be that, you know, no matter how good he is against lefties or righties, I think he's the, you know, the guy you put there. But, um, you know, these guys are saying bomb and 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 Sosa got to be more involved with, you know, third base and first base now. Uh, you see any other possibilities, maybe, you know, somebody else coming in and, and competing for that first base position? Yeah, I think Derek Hall will probably be the front runner. Um, he has done really well. We know what he can do against righties. I think he's he showed himself pretty pretty good against lefties this year. He's he stayed in there. Um, again, the guy that's probably not going to win a Gold Glove, but he's you know he's he's suitable out there. He can get the job done. He's a big target. He's a big dude. 
I'd love to see this dude with some shoulder pads on. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. A tight end, linebacker, something like that, yeah. I mean, he is enormous. He's an enormous human being and a great guy, by the way, a great guy. But I can see, possibly see maybe Alec Bohm going over to first base if there's a tough lefty on the mound. Maybe Bohm goes to first, Sosa plays third base. Um, there's a there's a lot of different possibilities out there. We'll see. What, what about what about a guy like you know Swarber? I mean, you get better defense back there, you know, in, in the outfield and bring him down to first base. Is there any way he can play first? Yeah, I mean, it could be a possibility. You could you might be able to see Nick Cassianos. He's taking ground balls at third base every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, another big target over there at first base. I mean, Nick he came up and played third base. Uh, that was what he did before moving to. The- Maybe that's a possibility as well. Maybe he could play first base, but Schwarber could definitely do it. Schwarber came up, you know, with the Cubs as a catcher, eventually moved to first base, and now is in left field. Uh, that's another possibility. So Rob Thompson and Dave Dombrowski, they have some 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 versatility out there. It's just a matter of what they feel most comfortable with. Yeah, and, and the challenge now, Ben, is you got to get through at least two months with – we know – that Hoskins, it's the entire year, but two months without Harper and Hoskins, you know, and and, and hopefully that's the case. I mean, hopefully it's only two months and, 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 you know, Bryce is back here, but it does put a lot of pressure on the big boys. Not that they didn't already have it. When you sign the kind of deals that Trey Turner signed, you're, there's pressure, Schwarber, et cetera. But I'll tell you the guy I really look at, it's a name you just mentioned, it's Castellanos. You know, are we going to get good Castellanos? We, we, his career trajectory is good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. It was bad last year. He should be due. Yeah, I think he is due, and I think he's um, he's had that one year in Philadelphia underneath his belt. And, um, it's a big change, and I, I don't want to make excuses, but it's a big change going from a market like Cincinnati where you can literally count the people in the stands every night on your on one hand, <laughs> and then coming to Philadelphia and having to play in this atmosphere and this environment um, with sports radio and all that kind of stuff. It's different. So he even admitted that so there was a lot of pressure, and, and I kind of succumbed to that a little bit. So I think he's he's poised to have a comeback year, a very good year. And the bottom line is they're going to need him to be a little, a lot better in that lineup. And and he's he's come out and said I need to be better. Um, so that's um, you know as Andy Reid said, he's got to do a better job. <laughs> hey ben, ben, go back go back to Derek Hall for just a moment. And you said he's been staying in there against lefties, looking good against lefties, but until he does it in the regular season, it's still a question mark. Yeah. And I said earlier in the show. I know managers like the less the big boys rest, the closer you get to the opening of a regular season. But with him, I don't care if he's if, if there's a lefty you know that's heading to minor league Z. Would you let him get as many reps against potential left-handers between now and the start just, just to keep that flow going just so they can take him, whether it's an uppercut, whether he's over swinging, whether there's a hitch in the swing, whatever, whatever the case may be? Yeah, I don't I don't see any, any harm in that. Um, there's opportunities for him to go down – even to the minor leagues and go on the quads and just get one at bat every inning. And um, I used to follow Edgar Martinez around when I was in Seattle. And if I had a day off, I would walk around with Edgar and all the the minor league guys weren't too happy about it because we're taking their at bats, but you could go down on a given day and get 12 to 15 at bats. And that's something that I think they could do with Derek Hall, get him as many ABs as possible, get him comfortable, um, get him used to being in this star studded lineup and and go out there and play accordingly. But I think that that would behoove him if they could get him the most at-bats against lefties as possible. Uh, but, ben, you know, what, oh, go ahead, Barry. Travis is going to say this, man. Um, going forward, you know, with the addition of, of guys that can play small, like Trey Turner now, do you see more small ball instead of just trying to rock everything out the park now with the lineup that we have right now? I mean, I, I, I think like Brandon Bryson Stott, he can go out there and really fulfill his potential by playing small ball, you know, just getting it ball into play, you know, going forward. 
So you think that's going to be like a little shift for this team now as far as scoring? Yeah, and, you know, I, I was on the radio yesterday, and I said this team is not just going to bludgeon you with home runs. Right. This is a team I think that, that can steal some bases. They can hit behind runners. They can use possibly use the hit and runs a little bit more with these new rules and the bigger bases. And uh, they have – it's a very professional ball club, and the fact that they take their at-bats, every at-bat personally, and this is a, a team that they said, okay – Five two strikes, maybe I will shorten up. We're seeing a lot of guys choke up and just try and use the opposite field. That's something we haven't seen in years past. So that is something I think that this ball club can do a little bit more is, is play a little bit of that quote-unquote small ball. We saw Brandon Marsh try to get on yesterday with a good with a bunt hit. Um, and that's I think you might start to see some of these things. But this is a team, I mean, Trey Turner, this guy is special, man. He is so good. Carried it right oh. over the yesterday, Ben, from the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, he just it just carried over. I mean, his at bats are, or it was a seven pitch at bat when he hit that home run yesterday, and he just you know he sees all these pitches. Uh, he, the guy is lightning fast, lightning fast, and he's not a guy that just you know hits for average. I mean, he can hit for average, yes, but he's also can hit the ball out of the ballpark, which we've seen at WBC. We've seen him do it in the last couple of years, so um, he really is the complete package. But I think all these guys, they're they're very content with. You know, not not striking out. Um, that's something that's I think is a big factor this year. Talking with Kevin Long, the hitting coach, they want to see the, the strikeout numbers come down. Hey, if you put a ball in play, obviously your chances of getting a knock are a lot better than walking back to the dugout. Yeah, hey Ben, um, I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to talk to you about. I'm assuming you saw that that final game of the World Baseball Classic. You could not have written a better script for a final out. Two teammates, Otani against Trout. Electric, you know, Schwarber gets him within three, two, and it sets the stage for what's to come. I thought that was one of the most exhilarating moments in all of baseball I've seen in quite some time. And, and what a finish, man. That was one of the nastiest sliders I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was literally that that script could not have been written in Hollywood. That was so the fact that it came down to probably the two best players in baseball facing yeah. off and teammates against each other in that setting. Everyone going just absolutely bonkers. It was it was incredible. And the pitch before that gunner was 102. Yes. <laughs> 101.5. Yeah, he, he, was, he was humping it up, man. It, it was it unbelievable. Was and yeah. then he throws that wiffle ball slider. And, you know, if you're Mike Trout, you see, you know. He caught a wiffle ball slider. What do you do? Have you ever seen a player like Otani? I mean, yeah, do we he underrate him? 435. He hit 435. He was 10 for 23, eight RBIs. Having the speed doubles. on the one that he beats out with the Turner almost makes the play. Yeah, that was a joke. I mean, this you talk about, you know, I follow Mark Gubazal, who went to Penn Charter. He was a great pitcher in yeah. the Bittinger Lakes for years. And he always refers to, to Otani as a unicorn. He goes, the unicorn does again. It's true. He is a unicorn. This is, it's, you know, they always compare him to Babe Ruth which I think is unfair because Babe Ruth only did it for like two years and yeah, did right. not put up the numbers that Otani is putting up. Um, this is, this is something like some, and a lot of people are saying that maybe this is kind of, maybe he's the bridge to letting other people do this. Yeah. Other players do this, be a two way guy. It's really hard because you yeah. got to get your bullpens in. You got to study the hitters. You got to study the opposite pitchers and how you're going to hit. Um, but he finds a way to do it. This guy's a, a monster of a man. And you're right, Rob, when he beat that ball out, that ground ball, and because the ball was hit sharply. Yeah. And Terry Turner got up and made a fire to the first base and still beat it out. You just don't see the likes of this guy every day. I mean, he is a once-in-a-generation type of player. 
Insane. Well, speaking of, but here's the beauty from a Philly, and of course, you, you know, you're bummed the USA doesn't win, but for, but the, the Phillies really showed out. Turner was nuts. Schwarber, I mean, how about he gets, he gets Darvish again? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, you know, Real Muto makes one of the most insane plays that didn't even turn out to be an out. I mean, it, he short hops one and, and, and delivers a cannon shot down to second base and made it so close where he had no business making it close. It just gets you excited because those three guys are yours, man. Yeah, they showed out really well. Uh, JT ended up going six for 12, so 500 batting average in the WBC. What he did defensively was great, handling all his pitchers that he's never caught before. Schwarber obviously did it. That one at bat that you're talking about, Rob, he had hit, I don't know how many previous foul balls before that, but I think they combined the foul balls, they probably went 2,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, I thought the one was going out of the place. And then it's he, unbelievable. Yeah, and then he finally gets that one. And I mean, and Darvish is a tough, tough customer, yeah. man. That dude's nasty. But Schwarber, for whatever reason, sees him extremely well. He trusts himself uh, to let pitches get deep, and that's what he did yesterday when he hit that double to left center. Um, he's just a, a very gifted athlete, and, you know, he's on a, a star-studded team, but, I mean, to a man, they all said, kind of like the Phillies do here, like, he's our team leader. He's our guy. He's their guy that gets us motivated to go out and play, and, um, he, they, you know, he has guys follow him, and that's, that's something. He's just a great, great guy, you know, and um, you know, I got to talk to him yesterday during batting practice. I mean, as humble as the day is long. And he just goes out of his way to, to meet people, shake hands. Um, I always root for the good guy. There's nobody better than Kyle Schwarber. I, I think that Baseball Classic is a great ambassador to get people reinterested in the game. They always talk about the interest in baseball has declined through the years. And I think a format like this is incredible in terms of getting young people reinterested in baseball. But there's the bad with the good because you look at what happened with Edwin Diaz at the Mets. Yeah. He's out there celebrating. And he tears up, and he, now he's done for the season. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a. That, I know a lot of teams, you know, promote, especially within baseball. But you hold your breath when you send your players to play in, in something like that, Ben. No doubt, and no doubt. And there's a couple of times where, you know, Kyle Schwarber got hit with a pitch with a three zero pitch. Yeah. Um, there were some. You, you hate to see stuff like that happen to Edwin Diaz. I mean, he's their twenty million dollar closer, and he's going to be out the entire year with his patella tendon. So this is something that, you know. You, you don't like to see it. He was out there. It's just injuries are part of the game. You just don't like to see him being part of a celebration like yeah. that. But, um, you know, even the, the game, the, the other semifinal game between Mexico and Japan, I don't know if you guys watched that. Yeah, it was great. But you're right, Gunner. This is such great for, for the game of baseball and yeah. people that follow it because that game was – Mexico was up 3 nothing. I mean, that, that, that pitcher in that game, that Japanese pitcher, the first 22 fastballs he threw, 20 of them were 100 miles an hour or more. Yeah. I, I mean, hey. are, these guys are these guys are so fun to watch. And and then Japan came back. And then Mexico went ahead, and then and Japan walks it off with a double to left center that scored Otani and and one of their other players. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. Um, it's just really good baseball, fundamentally sound, and it was fun to watch. Well, looking at um, when we go towards this season, man, where do you rank this 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 Phillies team like with with Atlanta, the Mets, St. Louis? You know, is the potential there? The potential is there if their starting rotation stays healthy. Um, and that's obviously that's something that they're not looking good at right now. Uh, Ranger Suarez, who's supposed to throw a bullpen today, uh, he's, he's been sore with that, um, with his forearm. Uh, obviously, we know what happened with Painter. These are injuries that, again, they're part of the game. You just don't like to see them happen to your team. Um, I think this team will go as far as the starting pitching will take them. Uh, I think the sky's the limit with this lineup. Uh, they're going to play very good defense. They're going to steal some bases. They're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. The bullpen's going to be really good as well. 
but how deep can these guys get into ball games so they're not wearing out that bullpen as much? The starting rotation can stay healthy and get out there every fifth day. I, I like their chances to get back to the promised land. All right, then that leads to you know the fear here: Suarez, Painter, both you know in, in holding patterns right now. Ben and Suarez just had a setback with the forearm and elbow. Um, I know early you're not as much concerned about the fifth starter because of days off that are built in already. Falter moves to four, Walker moves to three, I'm assuming. And is that how they kind of roll? And if they need the fifth, who is it, Strom? They're, they're starting to lengthen him out a little bit, maybe try and get three or four innings out of him. Uh, he's done it in the past. He's been a starter in the past. But I think that's probably the, the route they can go. Um, I look at someone like a Mick Abel. I've seen him throw it down here a couple times. He's looked very good. I know he's only 21 years old, but maybe that's an option they can go to. You know, I just look at it like, hey, bring these guys up, see what they can do. If they if they falter, then send them back down. Um, but I've seen some good, really good arms, some good young arms. That's something that the Phillies have not had in years past. They have not had a stable of, of young arms at the minor league level. But, boy, they have it now. And I think that's something that they could probably possibly explore, maybe with Mick Abel, to see if he can come up and do it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think it's probably the way they would go as Moonwalker to three, uh, fall through the four and then just kind of mix and match on for that fifth starter. Hey Ben, now yeah. that we know the situation without Reese Hoskins and I want you to give me your lineup, give me your lineup with the Phillies without Bryce in it. And when Bryce returns, if you were making a lineup, how would you, how would you stack them? Whew. Okay. So I'm going to put Bryce in there to start. Okay. So I would have Turner in the one hole. Harper in the two-hole, Bowman in the three-hole, Schwarber in the four-hole, uh, JT in the five-hole, Cassianos, um, I forget. Six. Uh, yeah. uh, I would go Stott, Marsh, and then whoever's going to play. Um, you know, maybe Derek Hall would be in there to okay. maybe maybe yeah. put him in the seven-hole, and then, and, and then Stott and then Marsh. That's probably okay. what it would be. Mm -hmm. um, I think if, if Harper's not in there, I think you got to go Turner, Schwarber, JT, um, Cassianos, Hall, uh, Stott, Marsh, Sto Sosa, and, and Marsh. Yeah. Okay. Probably that way. That's, that's a pretty doggone good lineup. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's good. I mean, it's, it's pretty complete lineup from top to bottom. And again, these guys are, they go about their craft, they take it seriously, and uh, they're going to put up some good at bats against you, one through nine. That's for yeah. sure. Ben, NL East, uh, Mets' biggest threat. How good are the Braves? Uh, should we concern ourselves with the Marlins at all? Yes, you should concern yourself with the Marlins. Yeah. Um, that starting rotation, um, it's, I know they got rid of Lopez. You know, he went to Minnesota, but they got, you know, a rise, a National League or American League batting champion last year. Uh, they're going to be a pretty good team. They, they acquired mm -hmm. Gene Segura. They still have Sandy Alcantara. They, they got some good arms down there in, in Miami. It's definitely – it's not just going to walk into Miami and, and walk all over those Marlins. So <clears throat> that's something that you can concern yourself with. Um, I think this schedule is going to benefit the Phillies and the fact that they go, they're going from 19 games down to 13 games within their division. That's yeah. going to help the Phillies out yeah. tremendously because this division is really stinking good. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not going to have to poss possibly face Verlander and Scherzer. Um, you know, they, maybe they don't face them depending on the rotation. Maybe they, maybe they face them more. Who knows? But I, I think it definitely could help the Phillies. The Braves are going to be really good. That's the bottom line. And the Mets are going to be extremely good. So, uh, but again, not having to play those each of those teams six six more, so that's 12 more games against other opponents that they don't have to worry about playing against the Mets 
and the Braves. So that's going to help them out. Uh, it's going to be a really good division. I mean, obviously, you know, out West with the Dodgers and the Padres, mm-hmm. the, what the Padres have done, I think they're the team to beat in the West. So um, there's a lot of good baseball to be played this summer, and we're going to anxious to see it happen. That, that Marlins team and organization, I can never figure out. They rise up every three to five years and make a lot of noise, and then all of a sudden they just fade into oblivion. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Obviously, they have a pretty good farm system, you know, and, and they have great scouts because you hear all of a sudden these kids' names you never heard of before they come up. Marlins are up here, and then all of a sudden for the next three or four years with bottom dwellers again. I haven't seen an organization like that in quite some time. Yeah, it's it's it's. If I was a Marlins fan, it would be very frustrating because you know they do have the two World Series, um, you know, but they basically went out and bought those teams. I mean, those teams were excellent ball clubs, and and they they should have won the World Series. They were they were tremendous. But you look at it, where do they find these guys? I mean, they do have a tremendous farm system. They bring these guys up. If they have a couple good years, then all of a sudden they're trading them somewhere else yep. to get somebody else. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. These, you would think that they could just really keep these guys in that system, grow them, pay them what they deserve, and then you know have good teams year in and year out. It's just not their mo. And um, I think from a fan standpoint, it's, it can be very frustrating. I think from a baseball baseball standpoint, it's not good for the game. Yeah, yeah. because these guys are coming up and then they're going elsewhere um, and having tremendous careers elsewhere. So. It's something I think that I, I don't think the league can really do anything about it per se, no, no. but um, that's just the way they operate. Cheap, cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what was so amazing to see that place rocking, like it was during the world. I'm like, this is the same place. It's like a library during the regular season where you yeah. could, you could scream out to each other from right field to left field, and the place is on fire. I mean, it was it was really weird to see that. It was, and that's a it's a beautiful ballpark. Like when yeah. you're in that ballpark, you know you're in Miami. Um, yes. I actually miss. I'm probably one of the only guys that mixed that that big mural out in left field with the with the Marlin and all the lights and all that stuff. I, I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah. uh, they had that removed a couple years ago. I think but Jeter had that thing removed. ASAP. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the ballpark and to see it like that in that fashion. I mean, it was it was something because you're right. It's like a it's like a funeral parlor in there. It's just like no hum, and then you got a couple you know distant horns in, in the yeah. air. You can hear those, and then. Uh, that, that's it. That's yeah. a transient place, though. That's what yeah. it is. That's just like yeah. a Vegas transit. You go there when you get old to die. Walking to go to Miami. <laughs> nice, Florida. <laughs> Way to go, Barrett. There you go. <laughs> nice. I, that was called? that was Barrett Brooks. That was. <laughs> what they call Florida uh, God's waiting room? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was amazing in itself that Japan went seven and zero in this format. Do you think that will open the door for? even more Japanese players to infiltrate the major leagues in the future? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I mean, you saw some – I was in, I, I was really impressed with the arms that were coming out of that. Yes, I yes. Think the arms were – they were – I mean, it wasn't just Otani and Darvish. I mean, some of these other guys were ex- excellent uh, pitchers. And I think that could really open up the door. I mean, if they if they so choose, the teams go out and, you know, obviously have to, to pay for them. But – um, I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, some I saw some some good approaches from uh, from an offensive standpoint. The at bats were really good, um, so I think that is is something that could possibly get some some more Japanese players here in the big leagues. And why not? Because obviously, seven zero speaks for itself. What they did against the the United States and beating them in that game, yeah. uh, why not? Yeah, well said, Ben. Listen, uh, I, I'm assuming you're back on the call tomorrow, right? Tonight's a night game. It's not on, but tomorrow, one o'clock. Uh, back at it against the Yankees, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back on with Scott tomorrow. Um, I think T-Max in Louisville. Yes. Um, yeah, so 
Uh, he'll be he'll be uh, out of commission, and uh, tomorrow is the last game that we're actually broadcasting for spring training. Uh, there's another home game on Tuesday, but we're not broadcasting that one. Yeah. And then next Thursday they started up Thursday, for real. Man. Let's wrap it up, baby. baby. Uh, all right, Ben. Listen, thanks for hopping on. We always appreciate you giving us a couple minutes, man. You got thanks. a you got a grill down in Florida with oh, you? Oh, here we go. I do not have a grill in Florida, but if I had one, I wouldn't share any with you. I know you would. <laughs> you cheap, you cheap bleep. <laughs> I got a Publix right next door. I'm good to go. <laughs> all right, hey, ben, go to Publix, man. Get 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 that carrot cake, man. Carrot cake is carrot cake. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, really try good. it out. I do like carrot cake. It's you good, never know, man. You never me. know what, what kind of tips you're going to get, Ben. Carrot cake, <laughs> cake is it's the bomb down there. Just trust me. I was just down in Florida. Captain Tony hit me with, uh, with Publix um, coffee cake. Uh, not coffee cake, but uh, uh, carrot, carrot cake. cake. It's unbelievable, bro. All it's right. Unbelievable. I'll have right. to sample it. Enjoy your, enjoy your dessert tonight, Ben. Thanks, Thanks ben. guys. Bye. Bye. See you, bro. That's Ben Davis, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ben's great. Uh, always, always awesome insight. Oh, let, let's come back. Let's dig a little bit more into this Terrell Edmonds signing, guys. Uh, Absolutely. We got, yeah, we got news uh, last segment, but let's dive a little bit more into what he brings to the table. It's exciting. This is a good player, man. They got a good safety here. Um, he can play. He can play, and he's not old either. No. All is. right. We'll do that when we come back. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Pro Action restoration yes proaction restoration is the place that you reach out to if your home your business a property you may own goes through the inconvenience and the pain of fire everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Of smoke, of mold damage. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you that personally because I reached out to them on a Saturday. And they got right out. They fixed the problem. Uh, it was reasonable. The price, the crew was great. Uh, it was a really uh, one of those experiences where you just you know, breathe a real sigh of relief. That's for sure. Pro Action Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be mold, it could be smoke, it could be any of the above. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proaction. Restoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Is the best vacation one that you find? 
or one you get lost in. One that takes you to new heights or reminds you to go with the flow. To get your feet wet and your wheels spinning. One that lets you find your own rhythm or get carried away. Find the best of yourself. Get lost in the woods. Plan your stay in the wild woods today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Right, we're back. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out. Hope you're having a great Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. What do we have planned, guys? What's the uh, what's on the docket? Start with you, uh, Gunner. Um, as of three p.m. today, uh, Trish and I will be babysitting our four-year-old grandson, Cruz, for the entire weekend. Mom and Dad are going out out of town for a little while up to the Pocono area, so it's the first time we ever get to ba- babysit a grandkid an extended format. So he loves, he doesn't know it yet, but he loves to go to Cabela's. You know, I took him there a couple of times. He loves Cabela's. So we're going to head over to Cabela's and he loves going to watch the fish in the tank. And he loves looking around at all the stuffed animals and stuff. That's so nice, it, ain't it? It really is. Nice, I, love, yeah. I go, you know what? I go into a lot bear just to walk around. I mean, I buy a lot of stuff. A lot of my, my fishing gear, I buy from Cabela's, but I like to go in there town and just walk around. It's so relaxed in there. You know, I wish they had like a Bass Pro Shop. Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's are owned by the same company. If you go to the Bass Pro Shop, they have a great restaurant in the Bass Pro Shops. The burgers are really good. The burgers and fries are really good. They don't have a Bass Pro Shop close to me. But, yeah, so that's that's basically the bulk of, of our weekend is spoiling the four-year-old this weekend. Okay. Well, How yeah, about you, we, uh, Yeah, we, when I went down to Florida, when I was in the Keys, you know, they got that, yeah. that big um, outdoor center down there. Bass. Yes. And I tell you what, man, unbelievable. Then in the back, when you go to the back, they got all these boats, you know, in the marina sitting back there, man. You go out there and and you can feed giant tarpon. It's like, you know, you know, seven foot tarpon back there. You know what I mean? Crazy, man. But yeah, what am I doing? Uh, I got to change the brakes, the rear brakes on my on my car, change the rear brakes on my car. And then um, I have my my daughter has a gender reveal on Saturday. Exciting. 
Yeah, so gender reveal on Saturday. So I, I had to go out there. I already know I already know what it is because I was the one they tasked to go to the yep. uh to the doctor's office to get the envelope to see yep, what it gotcha. was. And everybody's been trying me, you know, trying to get me to tell. <laughs> I tell nobody yes. nothing. And uh, you know, it's, it's all it's all on me to keep the secret. Are you guys doing a big party and stuff? When we had my two daughters uh gender reveals, we have, you know. They have to do it the balloons and all that stuff. Yep, same thing, Food, same thing, same all thing. this good stuff. And same thing. I mean, I so I, tomorrow morning I'll get up and I'll start cooking. They want chicken and waffles because the event starts at twelve, so they want chicken and waffles. So I gotta cook chicken and waffles. Okay, all right, that like fun. What about you? Um, what am I doing? I'm working tomorrow. I'm on after the Phillies. Picture um, that. Well, I'm not surprised. Picture and, that. And, uh, I mean, Sunday's up for grabs, man. I haven't played pickleball in a couple weeks. Time to get back out there. Oh, you want to play some pickleball? Play some little pickleball. Get it going, man. I play. I played hoops on Monday and Tuesday, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't terrible, which was mm-hmm. encouraging. And I'm not in excruciating pain, which is also encouraging. Right, so right, I'm, right, right. I'm happy that's, with that. That's about working. I've been working out, man, a lot. And that's we're gonna out. crush in our basketball. Yes, game, every day I work out every day. That's awesome, man. Every day. Now I you feeling something. better? Like your joints feeling better? Is unbelievably things- better, man. Good. Unbelievably better. You know, things are starting to fit different now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I got a little room now, just a little bit, just a tiny bit, but there's a little room <laughs> I got, you know, on my shirts now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good sign, yeah. man. Keep up the good work. That's awesome. That's what, awesome. Derek, what Derek? I mean, you've already, you've already, you know, you and Captain Tony have already went on the what? stream. What and and talking trash on the stream about you? Did you see that? Um, you didn't you didn't see it? Did you, Rob? We weren't talking no, I trash. I, no, I didn't. See I was it. getting. Captain I was, Tony asked me a question, and I, just I was getting YouTube assaulted. What are you talking about? You're Captain right, Tony right. asked me a question, and all I did was answer his question. Captain Tony said, "You know, Derek, would it be okay if I went back down to the keys without Barrett?" And I said, "Yeah, ditch him." You know, and then who Barrett does that, man? Who does oh, that? You him. think you know a guy if you go yeah, fishing with him? You think yeah. you know a guy? Hey, Captain good. Tony brought it up. I just asked a question. Damn. Well, it's a crybaby. Whoa. What is happening here, man? Now, look, oh, now, I'm, we were down there right now. You know I'm going back down to uh, – I'm going to Miami for, for F1 racing. Right. I was told I cannot drive down the Keys and go fishing, you know, when I go down there because right. it would be a violation in, the, in our friendship. You know what I'm saying? If I go down and go fishing while I'm down in Miami, oh, I didn't it'd know be a violation. There. Yeah, it'd be a violation. I'm not allowed to go down there, you know. So, I mean, it, 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 I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I will wow. say this, though, Barrett, if you wanted to, there's a whole lot of pay- places you can fish from piers, uh, shorelines. You know, hey, let me tell you something. One thing about Florida, man, say what you want to say about Florida, the heat, the geriatric nature down there. If you love to fish, there you can turn any different direction and find a body of water, whether it's fresh water or salt water to fish in. The only thing you got to watch out for alligators, though. That's all right. That's not take, all right. Take, no, take you a bet. I saw a video. Here's something funny. I saw a video, and I don't know if this was Florida or not, but it was like a, an older guy, and a, and a gator was on his, I think, on his property or came. He must have lived on like a swamp area, mm-hmm. and a gator was coming up to him. The dude had a metal spade shovel. Took that shovel and whacked that gator on the top of the head. <laughs> that gator turned around and hauled butt back in the water, man. Well, it didn't t- it didn't hurt him though, but yeah, it's kind of shocking that he got hit. I was watching this. I saw this one thing on social media where uh, this guy was walking his dog without a leash, and one of them little bitty, you know, cute, fancy dogs. Oh yeah, 
and the gator came up and grabbed him and took him back in the water. He took jumped in the, the water, water grabbed, the, grabbed the gator, picked yeah. the gator up and was whooping the gator tail, got the dog out of the gator's mouth. Yeah, the gator, the, I know the gator was maybe maybe four feet long. Yeah, maybe yeah, a small yeah. gator, but the dog was like a chihuahua sized dog. <laughs> and he took that dog underwater. The dude jumped in, and I'm the first thing I'm thinking is, if that four foot is there, is there a seven footer lurking in the shadow? Absolutely, bro. Not Absolutely. this dude. This dude jumped in the water, grabbed that gator, brought him up on shore, put his hand in the gator's mouth. You know, yeah. gators have one of the strongest bites per fre- uh, per pressure of any animal there is. Yep. He put his hand in that gator's mouth, shook that dog out of there, and then threw the gator back in the water. I'm like, dude, you got yeah, more I'd, have been, like, I'd, I'd have been like, Yoki, sorry. Goodbye. Yoki, I'm sorry. Nice and then, knowing you. And then yeah. told his wife a lie about what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I will, um, I will, I will, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. And yesterday was National Puppy Day, but yeah, you got to make some choices in life. <laughs> um, so uh, the Eagles sign uh, Terrell Edmonds, and he's a 26 year old safety. Uh, spent his entire career 2018 to 22 with the Steelers. He was a first round pick. He was a 28th pick overall. Comes from a, a great lineage. All, he and his brothers, yep, uh, unbelievable uh, athletes and NFL players. But this is a good player. He's still in his prime, man. Yeah. Um, you know, they get him coming over here. He's more – I think he's more in the box than he is um, anything else. But, um, you know, he's been a starter really since day one, 75 starts during that time for him. Clearly, uh, you know, a, a need. We talked about it, ironically enough, earlier in the show, yeah. how much they needed to, to upgrade that position. We um, talked about it yesterday, Rob. We yeah. talked about it yesterday. We mm-hmm. said that um, – I, I thought he was – I was on the line of thought he was going to – um Sign there. back with the Steelers. Yeah, you know they usually don't let their draft picks go. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean that's, know. and may, I don't know. Maybe that says something. I, I I don't know, but yeah, seventy-five starts over over the the four-year career. Big Certainly safety too. Five-year career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played ninety-three percent of the team's defensive snaps four of his five seasons. Um, he had five career. He, he has five career interceptions. Uh, five career sacks. He had seventy tackles last year. Which was less than he usually had. He had he had 105 tackles in his second season. But his brother is Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, just signed a huge deal with the Bears. So yeah, I guess there's a connection deal. there. Yeah. So I mean, you have him. You add Greedy Williams as some some depth there. You know, in that secondary, uh, you still have the ability maybe to move Maddox around a little bit if you wanted yeah. to to kind of go that route. So it gives you some more flexibility, and, and definitely it's an upgrade from from what they had. There's no well, doubt. I will say this in, in all my years of covering Pittsburgh and watching a Steelers team closely. If you start in a Mike Tomlin defense, you got to be a baller because that's one thing Pittsburgh prides itself on is being rough, rugged defensive players. But when they let a player go still in his prime, it's always been a red flag to me. Why did you let him go? And so now I've got Now we got, this is going to be swirling in my head until the season starts. Why did they let him go? And I know what's going to happen. We're going to see it from the media guys out there practice. Oh, Terrell Evans just made a great play, you know, in OTAs and training camp. I'm not buying anything until I see it in a regular season. Is it an upgrade over what they have already in camp? Yes, based on just his experience in the NFL. But when Mike Tomlin lets you go, something's not right. Hmm. And so I want to see exactly – what it was that they didn't like about him any longer because, like you said, he's still in his prime. He's not 31, 32, 33. He's still in the prime of his career. Absolutely. And he's 
a bigger safety is athletic, runs well, can play, man. He, he can really play. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I saw him uh, in um, Devontae Smith's charity softball game this summer. Yeah, yeah. Real cool guy, real, you know, uh, reserves type of guy. Really good athlete, man. So, I mean, he, this is a good sign. I think this is a very, very good sign that they I got you right. So, I mean, and, and it, I, right now, I think they can feel a, a pretty good defense. All things being equal, you look at what they have. As of right now, they have a very competitive defense. You know what I'm saying? Probably lacking more so at the linebacker position because of the inexperience there. But they now have experience at the safety position. Um, they can move guys around. You know, now Avante Maddox can play uh, that hybrid type of guy. You know, they can put Greedy yeah. Williams in. Well, he, he's 6'1", 217. Edmonds, good size. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. big dude. You know what I mean? Huh? You know, so, yeah, this is – this is. they can feel the competitive defense as of right now Yep. to play going into the season right now. He's never missed a game due to injury, too. So That's he, huge. Yeah, I mean, he's a uh, – it's adorable guy, uh, you know. But on top why, of but yeah, but you, you're right, D Gun. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why they let him go? Put your feelers out, man. Put your feelers out. All right. Okay. All right. Just for you, Mister Brooks, because you say I'm not nice to you, I'm going to do it just for you. But yeah. you don't look what Jim, Jim G says. The, the Eagles have, uh, you know, the smallest LBs in the NFL, and you know, they and, do. And, uh, they are the smallest in the NFL as far as you know. Look at five eleven, but he's two thirty. You know, talking yeah, about the Kobe yeah. days, five, but he's stocky, so two thirty. Um, but then you look at Morrow. Morrow's six foot, but he's only two fifteen. In fact, the safety's bigger than he is. <laughs> all degrees. Yeah, Terrell all Edmonds is, is the same size as our starting safety. Well, I yeah, I, I just yeah, starting defense. I mean, our starting linebacker. But the only thing, and I'll keep emphasizing this: like it, this is what it looks like right now. We're not even into April. Right. You know, I mean, there's going to be more moves coming. You know, they, they freed up some money today with Lane with his restructure. Th- this is going to give them some flexibility to keep adding. I don't, this is not what it's going to look like once it gets started. Right. There's going to be a lot right. more coming, not to mention the draft. Well, see, this is a destination point now. This just, just goes with what I've been saying. Terrell probably could have went somewhere else. You know what I mean? He probably could have went somewhere else or even signed back with the Eagles. But this is a destination point for free agents because. That the, they have the capacity to win. They can win here, and they love the you know how they treat their players here. So you're not gonna find many places where teams, you know, guys will go to teams on the low low because he's looking for a championship, man. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, that's one move they made the move earlier today with Lane Johnson, and they make the move to sign uh, Terrell Edmonds here. So. Eagles adding some firepower, um, that's for sure, and, and certainly upgrading a, a position of need, which will give them flexibility to be able to, you know, from a draft standpoint, to not fall into that trap like we talked a little bit earlier about where you just have to take, you know, players of need, you know, more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, he started 15 games um, last year, five passes defended, 70 tackles. He, he is a guy that's not afraid to blitz him. He had a couple of uh, two sacks three pressures and 10 blitzes. So that's something you may see him do as well. It's a one-year deal. You know, they have they have Reed Blankenship. They added Justin Evans, if you remember, too, yep. Uh, yep. in free agency. So he's there. And we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, you know, I, I like it, actually. I like it. 
Uh, we're hoping at two o'clock. Derek, any word from uh, from? <clears throat> he claims he's going to find himself a nice, safe spot to stop and join us. He also threw out there, "Oh, I didn't know this was video too." I said, "What did I tell you?" <laughs> See, this is why current and former football players drive me drive me nuts. They hear what they want to hear. It's like you're talking huh? about See, there you go. What'd That's you what I'm talking about right there. There you go. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, so. You're on Central Time. Don't forget, it's one o'clock your time, two o'clock our time. He goes, "Oh, I'm like, okay, I'm like, so keep your fingers crossed. I believe it's going to happen. I can't 100 percent guarantee it. Yes. So one o'clock, it'll be one o'clock for me, right? Not two o'clock. You said two o'clock. If I was close to you, you get five across the back of the head. Knuckle sandwich. Yeah. I thought you said two o'clock. It ain't two o'clock here. Oh, no, I said, no, no. I said one o'clock central time. I'm in Eastern time. Eastern time is two o'clock for me. But I do oh. get that a lot. Like the when I'm on camera, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're sending you a link. It's a YouTube show. Yes, you're gonna be on. I mean, but yeah, so it's that's all right. It's part of the what we what we deal with. Uh that's for sure. Um so oh, I, I did want to sneak in a little bit of Sixers before Pinkston. Um, they go on a road trip where they play at Golden State, at Phoenix tonight and tomorrow. Monday they take on the Joker, which could be a. Re- I think it'd be interesting to see what Embiid how he dials up for that one. Mm, you know, if, with the MVP, if he, if he plays, yeah, with the MVP yeah. thing very much in the balance right now, hanging in the balance because you have Embiid with the calf, you have Harden with the Achilles, and you have uh, McDaniel's dealing with a hip. So they, they go out there pretty banged up, you know, starting tonight. But yeah. Golden State's a totally different team at home than they are on the road. So this is this is going to be tough. And then you get, you know, the the Suns and Durant tomorrow and then, you know, Sunday or how Monday. Can, Monday. How can Golden State be the best team at home and the worst team on the road? I, I That just, just blows my mind that they're that inept. And they got a rare road win the other night in Dallas. I believe one, one by two points in Dallas. But – they can't win to save their lives. They're like seven and twenty-nine on the road and twenty-nine and seven at home, something crazy like that. I just can't figure this team out to save my life, man. Yeah, um, I, I don't know either. I like I, I would be worried about them in the playoffs, but maybe they're yeah, trying to, to yeah. tell us who they are here with, with the way that they play. <sighs> the thing is, um, and Barrett and I talked about this yesterday. Um, and we had Derek Botner on yesterday. They have 10 games left. All 10 games are against teams that are seated 10th or higher in the playoffs. They face the two number one seeds in both Milwaukee and Denver in that stretch. They also face the number two seed in Boston. And they're jockeying for positions. They're a half game behind Boston, three behind Milwaukee. But you've got to load manage your two prime players, Harden and Embiid, because, see, and I said it yesterday, Barrett, and all of a sudden it pops up. You know, you look at how, how freakish Embiid gets injured a lot of times. Yes. Okay, he goes down Monday. He grabs that, you know, grabs that quad, a calf um, against Chicago, and you're wondering, uh oh. And sure enough, you know, Doc Rivers says I'm not worried about him. But do you throw him back in there tonight? If it is that, if it, if it's one of those nagging things, do you throw him back in there tonight? Do you give him extended time and let him wait until the next game? You know, with Harden, say so I saw people on social media, the the Sixers mismanage his load management. You know. And I just think Harden is of that age, you know, where these little things happen, you know. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
And it's hard to sit him down. You know, he he's not a kind of guy that wants to sit down. He wants to play. But you know how it is. You got to protect some players from themselves, you know, so to speak. How do you load manage this this sprint now to the finish line as you jockey for position? It's a tough call. And I th- these guys being a little bit banged up feeds into every Sixers fan's greatest nightmare is that they're not, they're not going to they're going to get to the playoffs limping and and you know unable to right, right. to give you everything they can they can give you. That's the scary thing. But yeah, I mean they you're right, Derek. They're right there. I mean if you look at it, so they they go into play today. Uh, do the Sixers in in the standings? They're only three games back. They're a yep. half game back of the Celtics for second and three back Milwaukee. They, they do play both of those teams uh, with 10 left to play. So there's a lot, there's a lot to play for here, man, in terms of awful seeding. lot. Yep. yep. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens here with they, you know, they're 49 and 23 on the season. Uh, there's only those 10 games left. I, here's the other question I have. I feel like we're in the same boat again, not just the injuries, but also like, uh, is there enough of a bench I mean, how much can you put on Embiid and Harden? And with, with as, as inconsistent as Tobias can be sometimes, you're asking a lot of those guys. Well, that's what we talked about yesterday. You know, we talked about do you sit these guys, start low man? Because everybody right now is saying, all right, we need to be number two in the East. We don't need to, you know, put put ourselves in a position to play any of the, you know, the top two, you know, when you're talking about the Celtics or you're talking about Milwaukee. Me, I'm under the, I'm under the inkling that I'd rather just play um, – you know, the young guys, get them some reps. But the big, biggest thing, me, I want to go into this playoffs, uh, the playoffs healthy. That's the biggest thing, health-wise. I don't care who we played in. Because yeah. if we have a healthy squad, we can beat any of these teams. But if we're not healthy, it doesn't matter where we're placed uh, and, you know, in, yep. in, you know, who we're playing. <sighs> because if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to play, to you know, and, and really capitalize on, you know, what you've done throughout the, you know, Capitalize what you've done throughout yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. You just won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need yeah. that. I need that. So that's. I mean, that's just. I'm, I'm. I keep saying it, but you know, I just need health. You know, so I don't want to be hurt, man. That's the biggest thing. I agree. Uh, look, I, I'm. I'm with you. It, it's very tempting to play both of them in all three of these games. It's especially yes. you know tempting to play and beat against Joker, and I'm sure Embiid wants to play against Joker. Exactly. And that's going to be a real tough decision, you know, if, if they're – my guess is Embiid plays tonight, sits Phoenix, plays Monday, if I had to guess. He may yeah. play all three, but if there's wow. going to be a night off, I would think it's probably tomorrow. If, if, if there was a game that I would give him off, it would be this game tonight. If you're dealing with that calf, only because – Golden State, as inconsistent as they are, are the epitome of a track meet team. They're up and down a court. Joel's going to have to get up and down a court a lot quicker than he will against most teams that he faces. And with that said, you always run that risk of tweaking that thing again. You run the risk no matter who you're going to face. But you have more spots against other opponents where you can kind of jog up and down and get in position. This team forces the issue, especially at home, in terms of the pace of a game. And if I was coaching, I would have them sit this game, and then it would be a game-to-game scenario in terms of who the, of who he plays against from the, for the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I, the, this is this has to go even above Doc. I think this has got to be a Daryl Morey call as well. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. On how this, the, what they end up doing here, because 
it's a tough balance with it with the seeding. It's a tough balance with the teams that they're playing. These are kind of marquee games, and also Embiid's going to want to play certainly in that game Monday. And you yeah, got to think yeah. ahead that okay, we know he's going to want to play in that, so let's at least get him one here. I'm more worried. Like I think I I really truly believe that the Embiid thing was, you know, they're rolling Chicago. You know, if it gets close, maybe we'll throw him back yeah. in. Yep. We're going to be careful with this. Harden's the one. I mean, I hear like Achilles, and I know it's not a tear, but I right. You know, that feels like it's a precursor to something bad going on. Oh, exactly. don't say that. Don't say that. No, I, I'm not. I, I just I do worry about that a little bit. Yeah, anyway. well, you know, Achilles are shady, too. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the worst thing about Achilles because they're lingering injuries. That You know, when you when you talk about Achilles in your um, knees, lingering things that just stay around and, they, you know, even like, you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, your groin muscle and hamstrings, those tissue – Injuries linger and linger and linger. Yeah. You gotta yeah. let them fully yeah. heal up. So that's what I'm gonna do. You just, just just hope these things heal up before uh these 10 games. Yeah. Over with. Yep. All right, let's get a, let's get one in. Let's come back. We may have Todd Pinkston. If we don't have Todd, we'll do NFL talk. There's plenty to discuss. <laughs> you never know. Uh there's plenty to discuss, including this weird Lamar Jackson situation, uh Tom Brady in the news. Uh, Will Levis has his pro day. We'll hit it all when we come back. Nelson Aguilar is on the move. Nelson Aguilar is on the move. All of those things when we come back. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted tree off of your property. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware, Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life that's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. up everybody thanks for hanging out with us we are sports snake jacob sports youtube network rob ellis barrett brooks Derek gunn uh hope to be joined soon by todd pinkston todd is the uh the new running backs coach for the kansas city chiefs he gets to reunite with his old coach andy reed so we're looking forward to uh to hanging out with todd i know we're, we're working on things right gunner we're, we're getting there from what i'm told uh they have audio but not video uh, so okay trying to get the video uh, all right uh correct it so we'll see we'll see oh, there he is okay i think we're oh. uh I, I think we have the man himself and and he's kind enough to join us while he's uh traversing the world at, at you know, driving around there <laughs> oh there he is that would be uh, todd, well, pinkston, todd pinkston who was an eagle from 2000 uh through 2005 and has now joined the coaching ranks in the nfl todd welcome to the show man how you doing well thanks for having me guys what's hey, going hey, on man yeah man good to see you man Always good to see y'all, man. You know, it's always an honor when you get invited to a show after the years that I, I've been out of league. But um, I appreciate it, though. Well, you know, you know, there's one part of me that says I'm somewhat surprised uh, that you, you're, you're coaching in the NFL. But in knowing what I know about you, you've always talked about coaching in some capacity, and you have gone through the ranks. Um, tell people about your, your, your coaching background, if you will, um, because you're, you're, you're obviously your NFL career was cut short by that Achilles injury. And then all of a sudden, you didn't waste much time getting into the coaching ranks. Well, I think, I, you know, I just pick it back off my, my dad. My dad was a high school coach and following him around everywhere, regardless of what sport it was, football, basketball, the track. Um, you know, it just uh, it dawned on me. It was like, man, I think I want to do this growing up. So after I retired from high, I mean, from uh, NFL, um, you know, it was a passion for me to just to uh, get into coaching, mentor kids, and uh, any feedback that I can give growing uh, kids that's growing up right now, that's what I try to do and I strive for it. So, um, I mean, make a long story short, you know, just get an opportunity to coach high school and coaching at Austin Peay State University, going back to a high school, doing internships with NFL, uh, it just it was just in me to wanting to coach and 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 I grind to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, Todd, you you interned with the correct me if I'm wrong with the Eagles in 2009. Um, so you've really paid your dues, man. You, you weren't kidding. Like some guys, 
it feels like they retire and they get, they get a gig right away. You you really did it the hard way, man. You interned, like you said, high school, Austin P, and now you finally get your shot. Was there ever a point where you're like, man, you know, this isn't happening overnight or this isn't going to happen for me. I might have to change course. Did you ever lose any faith? Well, it was always that it was always that net for uh, man. What am I doing wrong? Uh, why I'm not getting the opportunity? Uh, it was just a timing and place, and, and stay humble. Staying humble, meaning you know, for me, it's just like my time was gonna come when it came, and it's just opportunity that came up. Uh, Coach Reed gave me a call, you know, after interning with him this past summer. Uh, I guess to see the hard work that I put in uh, throughout the course of training camp. Uh, he saw my, you know, my. He knew my goal. He knew what I wanted to do, and I always kept in contact with him. So um, just coaching at a high school this past year, uh, keeping in contact with all the coaches, and um, it just paid away for me. And then it was, could be a more perfect timing for this opportunity. Mm. You know, when you look at um, you look at coaching, you know, from the wide receiver position, running back position, you know, tight end position, all those are kind of, you know, interchangeable as far as, you know, what techniques are and stuff like that. You know, how – How'd you get in with the, the, the running backs as opposed to going to receiver? Well, um, at the end of the day, uh, Coach Andy Reed just told me, I know you know receiver, but learning a different position would help me out in the long run. Uh, that's one thing that, um, that I pride myself on is always learning, always trying to iron, sharpen my iron, regardless of what position, if it was tight end, O-line, D-line, or whatever, just getting the opportunity to coach right. is always something I love to do. It's like any other job. If it's something that you already know, I won't try to find something new to a new challenge. So this is just a new challenge for me, a, a great opportunity, especially on this stage. Hey, hey, Todd, you talked about your dad being instrumental in your coaching down in Mississippi. Can you tell us what David Culley and your former teammate Greg Lewis meant to you in terms of uh, getting that passion to coach? Oh, you repeat that, Don? Uh, yeah, can you tell us what David Culley and Todd and Greg Lewis have meant to you in terms of uh, you uh, following this coaching path? Greg Lewis. Yeah, and David Culley. Oh yes, um, I speak with uh, Coach Culley probably twice, uh, twice a month, um, and talk to Greg Lewis uh, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot. Um, those guys have inspired me, uh, especially. This is Coach Cully. He the one who wanted me to get into it. He saw, I guess, he saw envisioning what I had uh, in me. Um, you know, it just inspired me to want to get into coaching, keeping in contact with my contact, and uh, as, as for Greg leading the way for for me as far as getting the coaching race because he and I were teammates at, with the Eagles. So again, the opportunity to uh, uh, intern with Kansas City, and he was there. Uh, kind of like inspired me even more because he was a running back coach the last couple of years and him playing receiver. And it, uh, it showed that if you wanted to get it done, you could get it done regardless of what mm-hmm. position it is. And you're stepping into a pretty good spot here, Todd. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl champs, man. This is, uh, it's pretty nice. You're not, you're not digging your way out of some, you know, the basement there in the NFL. You're in the penthouse. Well, you know, it's a high expectation. So, um, I'm going in with, you know, full head of steam, willing to learn, willing to get better. Like I said, continue to uh, sharpen, my, sharpen my iron and, you know, let's see what's going to happen. 
Man, you're in Kansas City, man. Let me tell you something about Kansas City, bro. Go get you some barbecue, number one. Oh, Gates. yeah. Gates. Gates. <laughs> and, and number two, man, you know, I mean, out there, you know, that's the best thing going out there right now are, are the are the Kansas City Chiefs, man. And, you know, it's going to be cool to you being out there. I just want to make sure, man, when you go out there, man, act like you still know B. Brooks, man. You know what I'm saying? Because when, I, when I, come out to, I come out to visit my family, man, I just want to make sure you don't act like you know me. All right, man? Just, just remember me. All right, bro? <laughs> well, how about this? How about you just show me around once you get out there, you come out there, and then I can go. Hey, <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> hey, Todd, I'm curious, man. Uh, you know, you, you spent, uh, as we mentioned uh, right off the top, you you were here as an Eagle for six seasons, some really successful run, you know, for for that that Eagles team, including getting to that Super Bowl in '39. What are your memories of your time here and 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 playing for the Birds? Well, um, if you if I'm always thinking back to my rookie year, um, actually coming out when when teams and people said I couldn't get the job done because of my frame and uh, just coming in and the work ethic that I had, I think it led into uh, led into the uh, becoming a start of my second year in the league. You know, and uh, the years that I had going up against Troy, Troy Vincent, Al Harris, Bobby Taylor, going against those guys every day uh, gave me confidence to know that I could go against anybody because they were um, the top guys in the league at that time. So getting confidence from that and, um, and you know, going to an environment that that's a uh, – that fan base is, is, is going to be with you and they're going to be with you through thick and thin. Uh, it gave me a confidence to know that I can play on that level and uh, my actions spoke for, for itself. Todd, I remember when you suffered that Achilles injury in 2005 – and, you know, you, you try to come back. You try to come back. The Eagles had to let you go. You try to come back with uh, Minnesota, with uh, uh, Washington, I believe it was. Uh, and that didn't work out. I mean, it's been a long time ago. But does it still bother you that you had to leave the game before you really wanted to and it wasn't on your terms? Yes, I always think about that. And I, I tell my uh, tell my son about this uh, a few months ago, you know, when you get that opportunity to – Take advantage of it because you never know you can be there one day and uh, you'll be out to lead the next. But going out, not going out on my own turn, it kind of hurt me, but it, it, it kept me humble. It kept me humble to know that, you know, uh, five to six years in the league was was a lot better than people, some people that didn't get the opportunity to, uh, to have the same years that I had. So uh, I think back on it, but I don't, I don't, I don't regret it because uh, Coach Reed gave me that opportunity to be a part of something special and the years that I had there with the team that we had, you know, I can never forget those moments. Yeah. What was, uh, what's the biggest difference 2023 Todd versus, you know, the 23 years ago when you broke in, in terms of players, the game, what, what, what are the big differences that you see now? Well, uh, if those guys think about it, shoot, we had our training camp was, was brutal. Um, guys um, had two or we had two days, sweat and tears. First six days of of training camp was one of the, the hardest days that I had growing up. But you know, I think Troy Benson is in the in the National Football League is taking care of a lot of guys a lot more now than we had back in the past. So um, I think it's a different generation. Um, guys playing a little longer. Guys uh, taking care of their bodies a lot more. And then, like I said, the National Football League is actually taking care of those guys a lot more now than back then. 
Mm. Is that the biggest difference that you see? You know, what, what's the difference between athletes back when we played and then, you know, coaching these guys you have right now? You know, what's the biggest difference on how you approach these younger guys? Um, right now, you know, uh, regardless of what level you play on, guys always figure that they always don't made it to the next level. So in high school, guys already, already think they're in college. Guys in college already think they're in the league. In National Football League, they think they can't get better. So uh, that's one of the challenges that, you know, you have as far as coaching-wise, or just make sure the guys uh, not pick it too soon because, you know, you're always going to have a chance to get better at the, at the next level, regardless if it's you in NFL, well, you, let's get a chance to get, get, go to a Pro Bowl, get a chance to go to a Super Bowl. So you always have those challenges in front of you. And I think the generation finally realizing that, you know, it's not a cakewalk. But if you do you do your part, then great things will happen for you. Hey, John, you know, every, anytime I, I look at players, and I've been doing this for so long, I always say, you know what, this this guy looks like he could coach. That guy, I don't know about. You were such a nice guy. I never thought you would be <laughs> yeah. a coach. And now you're coaching, um, you're coaching guys that get paid more than you do. Do you have that, that dark side? You know, sometimes you just got to get up in a player's face to get their attention. Do you have that dark well, side where you can you well, can be you know, the nice guy? You know what I'm saying? You know, hey, Doug, that's my hidden secret. You know, that's where uh, <laughs> people didn't know. But I, I have it in me. Uh, like I said, I'm not the kind that uh, get in guys' face. I'm not the kind that curse a lot. I can get my point across on, on certain things on, on in any given, given situation. So, um, you know, I'm a guy that will pull you to the side, ask the why, explain, uh, explain yourself why you do it, and let's correct it as it goes. So, um, this, this generation would, uh, is lack thereof or not doing that as much because I'm not the guy that's going to get in your face because, I, because at the end of the day, you still got to show the love to the guys that you're coaching. So I'm, okay. I'm one of those laid back guys that's going to get my point across without getting in your face and hooping and hollering because at the end of the day, you still got to do your job and I have to do mine as well. Ooh, that's why I say I can't coach in the league because I'm cussing somebody out. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cussing somebody out. You know? Oh, you've been here well, before, some, huh? Some, some, well, some, well, some guys need it, though. Some guys need it, but, I, but I, know I, get, I know I can get my point across without doing that, though. Right, right, right. Todd, you, you, uh, I'm sure you keep an eye, even though you're a chief now, but you keep an eye on the Eagles. Um, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? What do you think about this offense, these receivers, uh, th this Eagle squad that we have here? Uh, I'm always watching them. I'm always watching them, and you know, you still, I still have a uh, great fan base. Guys still hit me up. Uh, just because I'm with the Eagles, that don't mean uh, I don't still have that that uh, Eagle spirit in my heart because they were the guys that gave me the opportunity to come there. Um, but what, what they have going up there is something special. Uh, getting the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl with uh, Devontae going into his second, well, he's in his second year and uh, the acquisition of Brown and, and that and that defense that they had and the offense is very explosive. Uh, they did, they're doing great things over there in Philadelphia. Yes, I watch them. But at the end of the day, um, you still got to do your job or wherever you're at. Who are some of the former teammates outside of Greg Lewis that you still keep close contact with? Oh, man, do you really want to know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I still talk to Brian Westbrook. Uh, we still conversate on, on a weekly basis or two-week basis. I talk to uh, Hugh Douglas, who is up there in Philadelphia right now. He was in Atlanta. Um I talked to Dorsey Levins, Billy McMullen, uh, 
uh, uh, Corey Simon every now and then. I actually talked with Corey Detmer. Got a chance to meet his son the other day at Mississippi State. Oh, um, duck me. Oh, what? I duck me. <laughs> duck me. You know, you know about duck me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, are, those are the few guys that I uh, still keep in contact with on a consistent basis. Nice, okay. nice. All right. Well, well, listen. When do you get? When do you? Do everything start cracking? Are you had you in Kansas City now? When do you get started with everything? No, I get started on Monday. Okay. I get okay. started on Monday. I'm doing some stuff right now. Um, doing a little traveling, and um, I'll be heading back up on Monday. Yes, Monday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Todd. Well, listen, man. We Ooh, appreciate man. you hopping on, and, and best of luck. Except when you're playing the Eagles, we wish you all the best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always said, you know, my son was trying to tell me, like, Dad, uh, you know, I, I'm a traitor. But I was like, no, it's the difference in uh, being a Kansas City Chief and the, and the Eagles. Yes, I got drafted there and worked for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's all about fly Andy fly. That's the thing. There about you go. Okay. There you go. Way, so. Well said. Todd, listen, man, all the best. Thanks for hopping on for a couple minutes. Thank you, man. Thank you. Man, Appreciate thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Todd. Good Absolutely. luck with everything. Be safe, brother. Good luck thanks. to you. Thanks, yep. man. Good guy. Good guy, Todd, for sure. Uh, all right, let, let's hit a couple NFL notes here, guys. This one's weird. So the NFL yesterday sent out a memo saying, basically, don't do any business in terms of negotiating with a guy named Ken Francis because he's not licensed uh, through the, the NFLPA. NFL, yeah. He's not certified. Um you think what, what, why what, what's this all about? And there there's word that he was reaching out to teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson denies it. Ken Francis denies it. But the league felt the need to put this out for some reason with this guy. Now he is tied to Lamar in the sense that they both have a a business venture of theirs. Uh, this gym equipment that like mobile gym equipment basically is what it is. They you, you know you can bring this stuff around and. You're not just tied to a gym uh, where you do it. But I don't know. It's just another weird layer on the whole Lamar Jackson thing. Like, what what is really going on there? <clears throat> bro, <laughs> go ahead and get you an agent, man. Stop playing Please. around, bro. Yes. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. You know, I, you know you're, trying to, you're not talking about like me. I mean, I, I represented myself my last two years. Right. And the reason I was able to do that because I knew I was going to get the veteran minimum. So why am I going to pay um, an agent 3% of my contract when I'm just – I know they're going to give me the rookie – I mean, they're going to give me the vet minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sign a contract, vet minimum, boom. You know, everything's done. I know what I'm going to get. No need to pay anybody else, you know. So we're talking about over $100, $200 million. Stop playing, bro. <laughs> Stop playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars, guarantees, all that stuff, bro. Get somebody who knows what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's, it's very basic. You don't have a policeman going there on a fire truck trying to put out flyer, fires. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You just don't do that. Well said. Yeah. You Interesting know? way to look at it. Yeah. Right. You know, do let, allow them to do their job. Mm-hmm. Allow them to do their job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like Howie Roseman trying to come down and teach a, a, a bucket step on a pass set. He's not doing that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's going to leave that to the professional. Yeah, I, I also... Like, just like D-Gun trying to tell me what? how to fish. Oh. Leave it to the... Prof- no. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know you didn't go there. I yeah, know you did. didn't go there. 
Hey, I, you know what? That was a good one, B. Brooks. See, <laughs> that, that one, that one is another in the long line of going to Brooks. B. Brooks gets his shot in every chance he gets. But that's that caught right. you off guard. You weren't ready. You for that did. One. I was like, "Where's he going with it?" Yeah. <clears throat> What's he? Yeah. Hey, I was like, I, "Whoa, whoa. What? Wait, what?" I, I, I will say this though: players representing themselves in the NFL is not a rarity. No. Now, no. if you go back, Edgerin James is the one who started this craze. You know, representing himself. But when you look at some of the more prominent names that have played this game, Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, DeAndre Hopkins, Laramie Tunzel, Richard Okung, those guys represented themselves and it worked out fine. <clears throat> you know, so it's not like it's not like Lamar. I don't know if the approach he's taking is the problem, but it's not like players are not smart enough to represent themselves. Right. It's, we understand that. You know understand. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, but some play, some people do try to step in and start speaking for their boys when they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, that's the problem. So I, I'm assuming, and I don't know anything about Lamar Jackson. Don't know him. Never met him. Never talked to him. Yeah. The only thing I've ever heard from him is what you see on TV. I'm assuming for him to take this approach that he has done his homework in terms of what it needs what needs to be done to get a fair contract negotiated with a pro NFL organization. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There seems to be, uh, uh, there seems to be some roadblocks here that just don't make sense mm-hmm. with this, you know, and Gigi metal talking about D gun just said Lamar, Lamar stupid. No, I didn't. I said, I'm assuming he's smart enough to do it. See people, people ain't paying attention. Didn't I just say, I'm assuming he's smart enough to yeah. do this. He's done his homework. Okay, so enough of that, that mess. But this is all, like off base, you know, in terms of length. Um, we felt back in December, based on volumes of work and what we've seen quarterbacks get, that Lamar was right in there in terms of being one of the higher paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. And now you see he's got to play under this franchise tag, which is what, $32 million? Yep. And I'm still assuming Baltimore is going to get this done. They're going to get this done somewhere. Uh, but I never thought it would take this long to take care of a Lamar Jackson. Right. I, and that's what makes me – I'm just fishy. This stuff gets done. But, look, you never know. You never know. A um, couple other things. Th- this one's interesting. The um, The NFL is considering having the ability to flex out Thursday night games. So it's you, we you guys remember last year? I mean, they were garbage games. The worse, yeah, just, they were. Yeah, yes, just they were. terrible, right? And and um, Prime has it has the games now. Amazon Prime uh, took it over, but and and I, I remember Al Michaels was on the air, basically openly mocking the games. It was they weren't even pretending. It, it was crazy. So um, last month, Roger Goodell mentioned the idea of flexing the schedule for Thursday night, um, and the owners are now set to formally discuss. It apparently this is according to uh, the the uh, business sports journal. So that that'll be interesting if they end up doing that. Um, you know, it's tricky a little bit um, how they're going to do it. They would, I guess, specifically the measure awaiting the owners would permit the league to shift Sunday afternoon games to Thursday night games in weeks fourteen through seventeen with fifteen days notice. So it wouldn't be like that Sunday to that Thursday. You'd have it like you know a, a week or two in advance. Schedule teams for Thursday games after a previous Sunday game twice in the same season. So you only do it twice up from the current limit of one. Um, it just gives us better games, you know, right. the quality of the games sometimes is just horrible. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, 
Thursday night. That's uh, that's um, uh, the Thursday night games are put on by who now? Amazon Prime. Amazon. Well, Amazon's like, yo, you can't give us these BS games. You got to give us something that we can go out there and push the product with. You know, you can't access, you know, to, to, to have these sorry games. So, I mean, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. And plus, it gives an opportunity for the, the teams that deserve to be on the good games to be highlighted, you know, and showcased um, on, on, you know, on, on Thursday night. Thursday night is now football night for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, football night is Sunday. It's, it's actually Thursday, Sunday, and Monday for me now. Yeah. You know the NFLPA is going to have something to say about this. Oh, for sure. You, you know you know this is not going to go down well with the NFLPA. Yeah. They don't like Thursday night games as it is. Now you could have two. Now you could have two? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not going to be happy about that. Yeah. No, not at all. Not uh, at all. It should be interesting. So uh, a couple other things. Nelson Aguilar is headed to the Ravens. He will be uh, playing yeah. – for John Harbaugh and crew, he's bounced around quite a bit the last few years. Still getting paid, man. Collecting checks. That just means he's collected checks from many yeah. owners. That's all three point three point two five million for this deal. It's yeah. not bad. And they they lack receivers, so he'll he'll get some opportunities um, mm-hmm. for sure. So he goes there. DJ Chark goes to the Panthers yeah. from the from the Lions last year. They're another team that needs receivers in a bad way. We need receivers. We need one, at least a third down receiver. You know, nobody's talking about it, but we need a third down receiver. We don't have one right now. Yeah, Pascal find elsewhere, and Quez yeah. ain't, ain't that guy. Dude, look at what Carolina is doing in terms of signing players and coaching staff. Right now, they have a little bit of everything except a quarterback. <clears throat> but Carolina's put themselves in a nice position on both sides of the ball. They made some pretty decent moves. DJ Chark is a good pass receiver. Yep. You know, and all you need is a quarterback now. They've got some pass catchers down there. They got a front line running back. They got some defensive players. Um, I love the fact, you know, Frank Reich is down there, your quarterback guru, whoever they decide to take. You've got one of the best running back coaches in the NFL and Deuce Staley. You got with good running backs. Best, with good running backs. You got one of the best offensive minds as a special assistant and Jim Caldwell down there now. You know, I mean, Carolina's in a nice position right when- now if they figure this quarterback thing out. Yeah, yeah, they're not the NFC East. You know, they they can they can do some damage in that division. And that's and that's it right there. You know, they they have an opportunity to be good because they know they're in a conference. I mean, a a division that sucks. So when you look at it, man, even if they do have a rookie, I mean, they they have you know they have players around him that can sustain a rookie quarterback. Right. You have a, a a a good um set of receivers out there that can help them out. You have a good running game with a running backs that can go out there and play. I mean, you know, get a defense that could, you know, kind of keep things going. This could be a very interesting division, you know, for the Panthers to be in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. Um, the Tush Push will survive this year. It, 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 that is a given. It will at least be around for one more year. That's good news for the Eagles. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what that is, it's when the Eagles or other teams a QB have a cor- sneak, man. QB sneak and guys from behind push, basically. That, that, that's what it amounts to. So that is going to stay in at least for one more year until these weasels don't like that the Eagles are having success with it. And, <laughs> these and weasels. Try to, and try to get rid of wow. it. Like they that's a true do. Philadelphian right yeah, there. They are weasels. Right, right. Every once in a while, he lets that leak out in him. Every once in a while, it sneaks out, yeah. Well, you know, Nick Sirianni said it best the other day when he was on Jason Kelsey's New Height podcast. He says, why is it fair for the defense to push? The linebackers come up, safety's coming. Why is it okay for them to push, but not for us? Yeah. 
And right. he said, it's not like we just do a push. We have other variations we run off of this as well, and you're going to see more of it this upcoming season. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, what's good for one is good for the other. I, yep. looks, agreed. 100% agreed. Um, this one, uh, tell me what you guys think of this. So it, it's a rule that's already in college football. It's basically a fair catch for a kickoff. So you could field it like, no. say you could catch the ball at the five and rule for a fair catch on a kickoff, <sighs> and you get the ball at the 25 automatically. No, this is again. It's another measure to try to, you know, ensure player safety. Uh, but what do you guys think? Uh, I, I see it happening in in college football. It kind of threw me off at first when I first saw it. Um, you, you, fair catch it that way. You know, these teams are trying to pooch kick it up in the air. Yep, and then you get it at a certain you know right place in the line of scrimmage. It was kind of crazy when I first saw it because I didn't really quite understand what it was. But, I mean, I, I didn't see anything bad with it. I mean, I didn't see anything that I would, you know, say I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. They're trying to force, te- they're trying to force teams. To try- they want to really take that aspect out of the game. They don't want any kickoffs, really. So to keep from the kickoff, because they, they are the most deadly plays in, in the NFL. I remember when I was when I was playing there, I used to be in the in the in the wedge. Yeah. We used to actually make a wedge for offensive linemen and have a guy behind us catching the ball. We all set up at a certain place and we just run forward, just bulldoze people coming down. Then they had like kamikaze guys running down and launching themselves at us, bro. Gosh. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story. We had this little DB, man. Little DB, man. He playing with us. Oh, I forget man. his name. What was his name? Barry, uh, Barry Whitmore, Barry, something like that. Well, he played with me, you know, my first, you know, two years in the league. Now, Barry was a little guy. He was a He was tall. Wilburn, he was, was it Wilburn? Barry Wilburn. Barry Wilburn, that's his name. So, Barry Wilburn, he'd have to set the wedge. So, wherever he was, we run over there to set the wedge. I'm on one side of him, and they had another offensive lineman on the other side of him. And wherever he went, we ran over there, and he set the ball when the ball came down. We'll we grab him, we'll lock arms. And when we lock arms like that, he'd have both of us arm. We'd have, we'd have his arm locked up on one side, and the other guy have that locked up. So he's sitting there and he's running with us going forward. So we'd have, uh, we had this dude named Corey Schlesinger. He played for uh, the, the, um, he yeah, played that, for the Lions. He was a Nebraska kid, yeah. Yeah, fullback. Yeah. He come full speed running down. We used to call him Ram Man. Like he's right about to get me. As soon as he's about to hit me. Bam, he hit where Barry Wilburn, man. Bam, and light him up. Oh. It got to like the fourth time, you know, we're on kickoff. Because we're, man, we're, we're whooping Detroit's tail. You know what I'm saying? It's that yeah. playoff game. Yeah. It got to the point that the uh, second to last time we had Barry in there, we, <laughs> he run down again, coming straight at me. All of a sudden, bam, he hit, <laughs> he hit Barry. And the only thing that was keeping Barry up was we had his arms like this. He was yeah. actually knocked out. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. even conscious, bro. We're holding him in the air like this. It's like we were sitting, holding him. We're sitting there looking at him. He is totally knocked out, bro. Oh, he is shit. unconscious, man. I'm like, bro, what did we just do to him? Yeah, right. We, you know, he got, man, we got this guy killed, man. You know, we put man. him back on the ground. They had to get come get him and everything, man. It was crazy. Wow. Lighting him up, man. It'd be, it be when you were on kickoff team. When you when you would collide with your helmet going ping 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 ping, taking all them hits to the head and bro, stuff, bro. I got a mark right here on my nose. <laughs> One of those times Corey didn't go over and hit the guy, he hit me. He split my nose from here oh, all the way to here. How many and stitches? when he hit me, I fell on top of him. Boom! I fell on top of him, 
And the only reason why he didn't knock me over, because, you know, it, he just wasn't as big as I was. You know, gravity took over, and I fell on top of him because I was knocked out. <clears throat> and when I came to, it's like it was, I was only out for like two, two or three seconds. But when I came to, he was pushing me. Brooksy, get off me, man. You're bleeding on me, man. Get off me. Because my nose was leaking like a, like a sieve, dog. It was leaking on me. Hey, man, you're getting blood all over me, man. Get off me, man. I was like, yo. He knocked me cold out. I mean, I was I was out cold, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and I got up, ran to the huddle. You know what I'm saying? Because we had the ball. You know, I was starting left tackle. Yeah. Went back to the huddle. Like, hey, like, hey, man, how's my face look, man? He's like, dang, bro, look at your face. I got blood coming down my face. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm and I'm sitting there fighting Robert Porsche, bro. It was. That's why everybody talks about that game like they love that game. I didn't love that game, man. Because I was fighting <laughs> for my life, bro. Everybody else was having a great time. I'm fighting for my life, bro. You know what I'm saying? The whole time. The yeah. whole time. Every time you tell a story, there's so many more reasons now why I understand who you are, what you say, <laughs> and what you do. What does that mean, Derek? It means I have more compassion for you now than I did six, seven years ago. Now, that's another one of his backhanded compliments. Right, 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 <laughs> you know, I, 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 right. You know what like to say? I understand now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um so Tom Brady has bought a stake in a WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces. He will be one of the minority owners for the uh, for the Aces. He's always been a big supporter of women's sports. I give him props. Uh, he, he he's he's done that for years now, and he's got a piece of the WNBA team. So one of the things Tom Brady's doing. You see, Giselle had a it was like Vanity Fair or something. Uh, did a little sit down about their you know the breakup of their marriage. I thought it was interesting. One of the things she said was. And this is where I give her props. She still, you know, got his back in this sense. She said uh, regarding the, the loss of the Cowboys, like he had no offensive line, basically. What did you want him to do? Like she is still in that mindset of you right, know, right, right. Yeah, Tom she, needs protection. So it was, uh, it was pretty bro, funny. And there's in, in the, evidently there's been some things where they're, uh, you know, they're secretly kind of trying to get back together or something like that, man. Oh, geez, what? Uh, okay. What? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying what I've heard, you know. Hey, once, once I'm gone, I'm gone. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Well, see, you know, it's, it's um, you know, they're, they're like, you know, like rekindling things or maybe yeah. not rekindling things, something like that. It says something like that. I don't I don't know what it is. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, that's that's them, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. But if it, gets, if it gets to a point. If it gets to a point in a marriage where you go your separate ways, why do you want to make a detour and go back there? Well, well, Derek, you went your separate okay. way from me many a times, and I keep bringing you back. We ain't married, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, all right. This is today, a bond of necessity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been an interesting week with the uh, quarterback. So you had C.J. Stroud, you had Bryce Young earlier in the week. Bryce Young was yesterday, and now today you have Will Levis from Kentucky. Uh, holding his pro day, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, every everything, every video I see is the, the, all, from all three of them. They just look great against air. Right? Yeah, I don't know how much how much you're really going to get out of these things, but you know, I guess you got to do it. It's part of the dog and pony show if you're these guys. Yep. You you you. This is where you make your money at, man. This we have the competitive edge of working out in your home facility where you're comfortable on the field that you're comfortable with in an environment that you're very comfortable with. The nerves that you have when you're at the combine is unbelievable. Hmm. It's crazy how much of a, 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 you know, 
your nerves and, and you know you, you just you just got all this anxiety and everything else going through your mind going through your body your body almost locks up you know at times you know so the combine you're in a different place you have when you're back in your home place your home stadium your home field your home grass you've run on you just have a better um a better feeling about your workout and what you're going to do so i mean it's, it's, it's better to work out at home as opposed yeah. to anywhere else um, yeah, I, I, it, I think with those guys, it is going to be, um, interesting, you know, certainly Carolina holds the cards there, uh, what they end up doing. But, uh, if you want to look at it, we could look at the draft order here and see how we, how we think it plays out for the top 10, because the Eagles are, are picking 10 as of right now, if they don't trade that pick, um, that is the order. So let's look at it. So let, let's just guess Carolina. Do they go Stroud or do they go Bryce Young? I think C.J. Stroud is the number one pick. He likes bigger quarterbacks. He's bigger. Um, to me, that's what I'm getting. That's what yeah, I'm- I sort of think that too. I, I It sort of feels like that for me. And then the Texans would go then uh, with Bryce Young. Yep. And he's more – I mean, I would say he's more accurate also. To me, he's more accurate. I don't, somebody else might have a whole different, you know, uh, thought process, but I think he's more accurate. I think he's the, you know – Drop back, conventional drop back quarterback. In my eyes, that's what I see. What do you think, Derek? Um, I think it's a slam dunk. They go Stroud, but I also say, when was the last time a great quarterback came out of Ohio State? Yeah. Think about, yep. think about that. Okay. Ooh. Ohio State quarterbacks put up these incredible numbers in college, and they get to the pros, and it's like they become also ranch. You look at the history of quarterbacks from the Arch Leasters on up. That have come Bobby out of Ohio Hoying. State. Bobby, think about it. They, they, they might have some. They might have something names. going on in um in, in, in with the Bears right now. Uh, Justin Fields and, Justin and the Bears Fields. are doing a nice yep. job of surrounding that dude with talent. Better on defense. I mean, they got Jermaine Edwards. They got T.J. Edwards. They're building that defense and they're building. They're getting better pass catchers. So this is Justin Fields' year to shine. You know, but until we see it, I put Justin Fields. And it's not against him. It's because that organization has done such a poor job of surrounding him with talent, offensive line, you know, a defense that can make stops. But it, but now, being $100 million under the cap and spending their money, it looks like they're getting better on paper. Now you got to go out and play the game. But until further notice, look at the history of Ohio State quarterbacks. They have not made good NFL quarterbacks. I think C.J. Stroud has the makeup, the arm strength, the athleticism to be the next one, but I got to see it. Yeah. I, I actually, I think both can play. I, I, I do worry about the size with Bryce. Not so much. I just worry about him holding up. I think they'll figure out a way to have him. Yeah. You know, he can make plays, but just, just he's and he's skinny too. On top of being not the biggest guy in the world, but he yeah. is. Yeah. He's good, man. Um, I think the Cardinals end up going Will Anderson, Bama kid. Um, but so I put Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, you you could go there, corner. Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. Arizona. He said Will Anderson. I said Christian Gonzalez. Hmm. I I I, th- I think they're gonna trade out of that pick, man. Mm. Okay. Possible. Mm. I think they'll trade out of that pick, man. So, um, I mean, Miguel asked, "Do you think the Eagles could trade back twice?" I think anything's possible, Miguel. Yep. I think they could. Absolutely, do it. absolutely, yeah. bro. Absolutely. I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, you you move down from ten for a team that's desperate to get up to get somebody, maybe a quarterback, and then thirty, you move into the second round. 
to start to replenish some of those middle picks that we don't have. So I think yep. that absolutely could happen. Didn't we do that one year already? Trade it twice? Yeah. It was a I, long time ago, but I believe they did. Yeah, yeah, I think they traded down twice in the first round with one pick as opposed they, to two picks, I think. They some well they I know they traded they traded they traded at least they traded up to go to number one to the number two pick, right? They well they had to get Wentz, they did. Yeah, they traded twice to get there. They did. And last year they traded two first round picks. One for um one, one for, for uh for AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Yep. And then they traded another pick to get to the big fella. To get up to get Davis. Yeah, to get Davis. Mm. So that was two that was two trades right there. Yep. So they've done it a lot. No doubt. Uh, all right, let, let's uh I think let's... Indy trades up. I think they trade with Indy. So Indy now there's here's what's interesting. You're Indy, right? Do you do you grab Richardson or Levis there? Yeah, I think you trade I'll up to get Richardson. Richardson. Uh, Richardson? Okay. Yeah, I would get Richardson. I mean, this guy's big, strong, fast, um, and he's like that new wave quarterback. Both guys are the new wave quarterback. For sure. That they want now. The, the yeah. dual threat quarterback, I think both of these guys are. I, I just think that um, Richardson is a little more refined than Levis. Okay. I don't disagree, but everything I keep saying about is, you know, Richardson has been this come on this this guy has been coming on since the the, the combine, mm-hmm. you know, the wildfire. They've been talking about Levitz for a long time about him being the next prototypical quarterback can make the transition a little bit easier. So that's why when I look at Indy, you know, the best player Indy had on their team next to Jonathan, um, the running back, was Stephon Taylor. Gilmore. Jonathan who they Taylor. trade Jonathan yeah. Taylor and they traded yeah. Gilmore. So they definitely need a quarterback. They need a marquee to get people in the seat. You know, um, I, I just feel they may lean towards Levitt's a little bit more Richards than Mitt Richardson. And you That's say Arizona, Arizona gets Will Anderson? No, I said Arizona. From, I said they're going to go Christian Gonzalez. They need yeah, I, defense. I said Anderson for him for them. Yeah. I would say Anderson, you know, getting that guy. I mean, pass rusher at that yep. point. Since and what's he AJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they would go in that direction. They do right. need they do need corners, but they got two young corners right now. Right, they're trying to work their way and bump some bruises off. You know? well, we got Seattle at five. I think they're going offensive line. Uh, uh, I think I think they like their offensive line because uh, yeah. yeah. What do you think they go then? What do you think they do? I, I think, think they Will go. Anderson to go there. That's where he lasts to. You think? I yeah. don't. I think they get Jalen Carter. I don't think he makes it out of the top five. I think he's going to be Jalen Carter. All this mess, you know, they just forget about it. They're going to forget everything that happened, and they're going to okay. go with Jalen Carter. Well, I look at I look at what Seattle's done off so far. They, they they picked up linebacker Devin Bush. They picked up Justin Love from the Giants' safety. They picked up uh, defensive lineman uh, Draymond Jones. They paid him three years, fifty-one million dollars. They're bringing back Jaron Reed, who they let go, play for Green Bay for one year. Now he's going back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're loading up on defense. I think they like their offensive nucleus right now, to where they're going to load. So it's, to, for me, it's it's Anderson or Carter. Anderson or Carter. I put Anderson there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Detroit. Detroit. I put, I put Carter in Detroit. Carter in Detroit. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Can you imagine Carter opposite Hutchinson? Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah. Mm. You got some young cats who could be nasty for a long time Oof. on that D line. Well, yeah. I, I already have him going. I already have Carter going. So yeah. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Tyree Wilson, another mm. defensive lineman, okay. you know, Tyree Wilson. Um, he's ne- real nasty from Texas Tech. Yeah, I like him. Big, nasty guy, too. You know, we're, we're thinking the same thing, but same, you know, different, um, different yeah, guys. Needs. Different yeah. 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 All right, we'll go Raiders at seven. 
Uh, Raiders were an awful defensive team last year. Um, but, you know, some of this depends on what they, they have Jimmy G. Uh, they, they, they tagged Jacobs. Um, they, they still have Devontae Adams. I don't love their offensive line, but there's a lot of holes on defense too. They just picked up tight end Austin Hooper. They yeah, picked up Jacoby GPS. Myers. Yep. They just picked up Philip Dorsett. Um, I think my, the player I put there was, you know, uh, Devin Witherspoon. Their back end of their defense was a sieve. Yeah. And they're going to start getting some guys that can, can can run with these gazelles, and I, and I like Witherspoon there for them. That's good. That's a good that's choice. A, that's a real good choice because I was thinking yeah. either either him or Gonzalez. You know, I just yeah. I yep. like Gonzalez a lot more than I like um, – Yeah. Then I, then I, then I like uh, Witherspoon. But you're right, man. I think they go. We're thinking the same thing. And uh, yeah. I, I'll go. With, I'll go with Christian Gonzalez instead, though. One Here's of the- where it's a little bit interesting. Um, if one of Richardson or Levis is still there, and you're Atlanta, you took Desmond Ritter last year, not in the first round, but yeah. you know, do you believe enough in him? Do you, do you just let that go? And then if you do that, one of those guys could fall to Tennessee at eleven. Mm. But wow. they took they took the kid the Malik Willis last year, the kid out of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, relatively high. Yeah, they did. Well, the uh, Falcons have already spent like two hundred thirty-three million dollars in free agency. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, they, but Jesse Bates, they paid Jesse a lot of Bates, guys. Yeah, you know, Caden Ellis. Uh they picked up Taylor Heineke. Mac Mac Hollins, who's still in the league, is now down in yep. Atlanta. Yep. Uh John U. Smith, the tight end, they picked him up. They picked up guard Chris Lindstrom as well. Um, for me, they still need a lot of help on the offensive line. I like the kid out of Northwestern at Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. Uh, he's considered the best of the best of the old linemen coming out. Um, he's got those, what Barrett calls those t- Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. You know, yeah, he doesn't he have the longest arm. He'll play guard. He'll play guard. Yeah. Yeah. He's like 6'4", 305, but they keep saying tech, technique, uh, technique-wise, he's one, the best of the best coming out. I like him going down to Atlanta. All right, let's uh, let's move quick because we're we're, yep. we're up against it a little bit. Bears uh, at nine. I say they get Justin Fields, another pass catcher. I like the kid, uh, Jackson Smith. Uh, what? Oh, Ohio in, State. In Digger, Ohio State. Yep. Um, this kid is supposed to be like exceptional, mm-hmm. and I think he's a, he'll be a home run hitter. He didn't run a forty at the combine. He wouldn't run a forty, but they're saying all the shuttle drills and all the stuff he ran were like wow factors. Yeah. So I like this kid, for, and as much as I hate to give anybody props in the, in that division, uh, I, I like him there for the Bears. I, I like. We'll see. I like. I like the other receiver from um, TCU, Quentin okay. Johnston. Okay. I want Quentin Quentin Johnston there. He, I think he's the number one wide receiver in this draft. Man, like a four three big kid, six three, yeah. um, two ten. I mean, he th- he's going to be a star. He's a star in the making, man. So I think they go and get him um, next. Let's go. Let's do it. Eagles. Joey Porter. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good Joey pick. Porter. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to go. I, I'm not going to go with DB. I'm going to go with the trenches like they usually do. And I'm going to go Miles Murphy. Ooh. From out of Clemson. Miles Clemson Murphy. Okay. okay. I think Jalen Carter falls, and that's where he ends up here. Ooh. Well, if that means that tip for tat, I mean, that, I yeah, want yeah, to same position. Yeah. I do. I want either one of them. <laughs> I'd be yeah. happy with either one of them. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Whatever they get at that spot, more power to them. Yep, I hear you. All right, let's get it in here, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll uh, we'll do some birthdays, some movies, take some chat section questions. 247. We're wow. a little late. Yeah, uh, so we'll get a quickie in. Derek Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Razor Technology, fellas. 
Yes, and disaster recovery. And by the way, shout out to all the folks at Razor Technology. I was at the Razor's Edge conference the last two days, and it was absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Chris McGrath and his crew are just the best. All right. So disaster recovery when it comes to Razor Technology. The middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring uh, malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing backups online, and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster relief recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282-866. 797-3282 or online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
right, we're back. What's up, fellas uh, and ladies? We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, so uh, a couple things, guys. Uh, we got the matchups for tonight for the uh, the remainder of the Sweet 16, and we roll into the Elite Eight. You have San Diego State against Alabama. You have Miami against Houston. You have Princeton versus Creighton. Xavier versus Texas. They are the matchups for this evening in the uh, in the Sweet 16. All right, so uh, let's do some birthdays. Um, we will start. Steve McQueen was born on this day, 1930. Great uh, great actor. Passed away in 1980. Uh, Allison Hannigan, who was in yep. uh, a lot of stuff. How I Met Your Mother, uh, American Pie. Yep. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. R. Lee uh, Ermey is uh, the guy who was yeah. a legitimate army drill sergeant who became an actor and was in every, everything from like Full Metal Jacket to a lot of different things. The guy's awesome. Man. He was great in that movie. Oh, my goodness. goodness. Perfect. Just perfect for that. But he he was that guy. You you bought it, man. Um, Peyton Manning's 47 today. Peyton. 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 He is 47 today. Uh, Jim Parsons, who uh, – what is he at? Sheldon Cooper, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is 49 today. Great actress Jessica Chastain is 46 years old today. Been in a ton of stuff. Very critically acclaimed and and you know one of the one of the great actors out there. Harry Houdini. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Was born on this day in 1874. What a what a. We still refer to Houdini acts to this day. That's kind exactly. of influence that guy. Right. Tommy Hilfiger, uh, the clothing designer, 72 years old today. Yep. Um, Chris Bosch, 39, uh, formerly of the uh, the Raptors and the Heat. Mm -hmm. Kelly LeBrock of Weird Science fame and once married strong. to Steven Seagal. Still strong. Still strong. <laughs> that was special. You know, you know, just like you know, you, that's your that's your phrase now. Still oh, strong. Yeah. Still oh, strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch Weird Science. You'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft, the Clippers owner now, yep. maniac on the sidelines in yep. his seats, 67 years old today. Uh, Norman Fell. All right, do we know who Norman Fell was? Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Mr. Roper, baby. That's right. Yes. Yeah, three's coming. That's right. Yeah. He's a Philly guy, Norman Fell. He grew up in South Philly. Uh, Joe uh, Barbera. Now, you hear the name of first, you're like, you're not really sure. But he was part of uh, Hanna Barbera uh, cartoons. That's right, mm -hmm. which were just dominated, man, in the uh, you know sixties, seventies, eighties. Huge. Harry Houdini, aka Barrett Brooks in White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God! It's about Steve Fisher, you know, the uh, Michigan basketball coach. Yeah. Seventy-eight. Yep. Today. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Great success there in San Diego State, also. Yep. Uh, Robert Carradine, uh, who played in uh, Revenge of the Nerds and, and yes, a lot sir. of other stuff. Is Robert Carradine, isn't he from um, with, um, uh, what's that? What is that show? Uh, Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. His yeah. brother, Keith bro Carradine. Yeah, yeah. brother. He was yeah. in. He was in, and he did some episodes. This guy, uh, uh, Robert Carradine. Yep. Mike Mike Woodson, Indiana's coach, uh, yep. is okay. sixty five yep. today. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for birthdays. Do you guys have any others? And then we'll hit movies real quick. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. We have uh, Demar Hamlin, you know. Yeah, oh, happy birthday! Yeah, twenty fifth. Yeah. Aaron Brooks, former quarterback, like yeah, fifth, fifth cousin, yep. New Orleans. Oh, you guys uh, are related? Yeah, fifth, like fifth or sixth cousin. It was, it was Michael well. Vick's cousin, I believe, also. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Undertaker, fifty. Yeah, yeah. can you believe yes. six ten? Jeez, crazy. Um, 
Uh, Tyler Lipley, he's 36. He's in all those Tyler Perry movies. Huh. And um, as you said, uh, R. Lee. Er- yeah. Er- yep. Yeah. yeah. And, all right, uh, Derek. That's it. All you? right, you got uh, Lake Bell, who was in Black Panther, is 44. Laura Flynn Boyle, Men in Black, uh, Wayne's World, 53. Louis Anderson, a great comedian who passed away in 2022, was 79. Um, Megan Price, the actress, 52. Ann Jones, uh, who was in Game of Thro- uh, Thrones, uh, as Loris Tyrell, 35. George Sisler, uh, oh, yeah. great baseball first baseman and manager. Yep. Uh, Mike Adams, the safety, is 42, NFL safety. Dennis Erickson, 76. Oh, man. Clyde Barrow, Bonnie and Clyde, inf- infamous uh, history. Uh, he was 25 when he uh, he was gunned down. Damn. Uh, Gary Templeton, the great shortstop mm-hmm. of the St. Louis Cardinals, 67. Yep. Mm-hmm. And former track star, Ronaldo Nehemiah, 64 today. The hurdles. He was a hurdler. Uh, all right. Uh, probably the GOAT or one of the GOATs, Godfather, this day uh, oh. in 1972. That was no question. Place. No question. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, everything else yeah, falls in comparison. But Major Pain, which I thought was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Had I love moments. Major Pain. Yeah. 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 1995. Uh, I didn't see it, but the Power Ranger, one of the Power Ranger movies, yep. came out in 2017. Yep. Uh, but I don't know anything else. We got we we're getting we're tight. You got what Chips else? the movie in 2017, Blood Spot and uh, Bloodshot in 2020, and guess what comes out today? What? John Wick Four, baby. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, can't wait for that. Yes. All right. I'll, we I'll come if you buy me a ticket. There you I'll, go. I'll, go to, I'll go to it. You are out of time. What can't you buy? Yes, so uh, we're back at it Monday, same time. We appreciate everybody in the chat section, everybody listening, everybody screaming. Yeah, we got to go. I want to thank Tone. Tone did an excellent job. Tone to Shields, as always. Way to go, Tone. Uh, Welcome back, back, Robert. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Robert, good to see you, buddy. See you guys Monday. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio uh, coming up. So everybody, enjoy your weekend, and we appreciate you. We will see you on Monday. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.